Welcome back, my ghouls and goblins, to Podcorn in a Movie, a podcast where we go into different mini-series, genres, and whatever fits into a box. Uh, this miniseries, we are doing the Universal Monsters. Today, we are covering the 1931's Frankenstein and the 1935's Bride of Frankenstein, which is roughly based on the 1818 Mary Shelley's book, Frankenstein. I'm your host, Chase Lano, joined by my other co-hosts. David Gio and Stephen Dillard. Frankenstein, boys. It's alive. It's alive. And uh, both movies directed by uh, James Whale. Uh, who, who we will revisit. Who we will revisit. Prominent uh, prominent director in this time. Yes. He's, he also directed The Invisible Man. Oh, yes, he did. And, uh, in my opinion, he directed some of the, the best in this series that we're going to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very excited for you guys to, to watch these, uh, because if you listeners, if you're keeping up, um, Dave and chase have not seen, uh, well, most of them in the series, Dave has seen the mummy and monster squad. Well, with no let me, let me ask you guys a quick, this is kind of a side note question, but did you guys ever have to read Frankenstein in high school or anything? I didn't have to. When I was a kid, um, my family got these, I think they were called great illustrated classics. And it was like a, it, it was like taking classic literature and putting it into like a, not a children's book per se, cause it was still the book, but yeah. it was illustrated. It had like yeah, I know exactly several what pages. About. And I remember having a huge one that was Frankenstein, Dracula and something else all in one. And I set out to read it and I started, I had to look this up today because I was like, I have such vivid memories of reading the beginning of Frankenstein and I only got into like the very early chunks, but I was like, I just remember like a boat, like being out at sea or something. Yeah, that's the beginning of the book. Yeah. So when I looked it up today, I was like, oh, like the story structure is like they're on a it's like a writer who's on a boat who's corresponding with his sister and they in the distance, which I I, I remember this, like the illustration in the book, but they say they see like a giant figure on a sled led by dogs. And then later they find <laughs> like a frozen Victor Frankenstein who then tells the story and then that's kind of i guess what we get mostly in the movie yeah right what about you steve did you have to read the book or anything or i didn't but i know that my friend in um uh in theater had to uh but i think it's because they did a recreation of the stage play frankenstein or something but they all had to read it and then he let me borrow his copy which i read this is in high school. Um, and then when I was at a bookstore some years later, I found it and uh, obtained a copy for myself, which I still own. My, uh, I also discovered today it's Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. Yes. Uh, so I yes. don't know. Is that the full title or is it a or the modern Prometheus is like one of the other you the could true, find it the under the title titles. for the book was just Frankenstein. It's uh, yeah, Mary that's, Shelley's yeah, that's what it says on the cover of my book. Yeah. As well. uh, but uh, I, uh, in high school, I think it was my sophomore year, I actually took an elective to take a class that was just Frankenstein. So we read the book, 
and then we dissect it. The entire class was the Frankenstein. The entire class was just about Frankenstein. Wow, and so, they didn't have cool. you they didn't have you watch the movie. I think we watched like the the main scene. Like it's alive like that stuff. I remember we watched uh well, we what watched a tragedy Danny, that they didn't let they didn't show you the movie we, in that class. We watched uh, Danny Boyle's Frankenstein. That that's the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, and all that. I was like, Loved what? That, that we was got to see that that's in the theaters. A, yeah, that's a stage production. Yeah, so we watched that, and then we who uh, else? It's Danny. It's, it's Cumberbatch and oh, uh, what's who? what's is it? Who's the other guy who plays Sherlock for that TV show? Martin. Er, no, it's I, wait. Sherlock for it's he's not sure Sher- Benedict Cumberbatch is yeah there's another the other guy is also Sherlock what yeah for oh, elementary it's from uh, elementary what's okay his name? it's 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 Johnny it's yes, a guy from train spotting yes that's why it's, uh, he, Johnny he Lee said. Miller Johnny yeah. Miller, yes. He used to be married, I think, to Angelita Jolie. Which which is yes, it was. And what which was cool about that uh stage production, if you guys haven't seen it or heard of it, uh they actually it was a uh, I think it was a couple month run, but they would switch roles, uh Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller would switch roles as Victor Frankenstein and the monster certain days. So you don't know which That's performance cool. you're getting, which was kinda cool. But, uh, oh, we got the Johnny Lee Miller day. I wanted to see yeah, right? that. <laughs> and of course, in this movie, we yeah. get the uh, the first movie. Um, we have Henry. 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 I don't know Henry. if I. I don't know if. Well, he's he's Henry in both. I don't know if I like that change of changing him to and, Henry. Yeah, for some reason, the the doctor is named Victor, right? Yeah. No, no, it's uh, it's his best friend. They're, Vic, yeah, it's uh, okay. It's his yeah, his, be, his best, best friend is named Vic. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. I, I don't that. know if that was just like a, a tilt the hat to a nod. Yeah. yeah. I also this don't also know um, based where... off sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like Dracula, this the movie is based off the stage play of Frankenstein. Uh so it's it's adapting that uh, uh, yeah. which was already adapting uh Mary Shelley's. Mary Shelley well, Duvall's they, Frankenstein. They do, I think if anything, and I know we'll get into it when we get to Bride of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein's the closest to the book. Mm-hmm. But they still are very, very different from mm. the actual well, original book. For, so I guess in, in the in the book, I to skip ahead, but Bride of Frankenstein is like a section of the book. Yes. Like his, his old Correct. mentor comes to him and threatens yeah. him. And, Dr. Uh, Dr. Pri- if they don't actually alive her ever, he destroys it. This is just from the wiki, but he destroys it before the bride is brought to life. Alive! It's uh, classic delivery. It gave me goosebumps again. So, I I've love that he does yet. it in both. And movies. yeah, alive. All right, let's let's dive into it. I guess yeah. uh, we'll this will be a custom Frank every week. Right? What? Uh, so. I, we're, I was we're, just gonna say a custom every week is just gonna be us turning to Steve and oh yeah, uh, okay. So I can't. Your, you're you're only you're the only first time viewer unless I manage to time travel within the next uh, couple couple episodes. I don't put it beyond you, Dave. I, I I'll be like um, I went to, I went to the motion picture house <laughs> and saw the Invisible Man in 1941. It was incredible. Uh, so I don't, uh, like I said last week, the big three I'm going to struggle with, and that's the Wolfman, 
Frankenstein and Dracula on when the first time I saw them. However, I can give you the first time I saw the bride, which was just a couple years ago. Um, before I moved up to Ohio. So we're creeping on about probably yeah two around two Christmases ago. Yeah. I got this well two Halloweens ago. I got this Halloween you know monster set which I now have gifted to Dave and I've given off my other doubles to Chase. Uh, but I watched The Bride, which was in that pack, which is the only one in that pack I hadn't seen before. Uh, Invisible Man I hadn't seen for a while, and Bride I had never seen. So I was like, I'm gonna watch The Bride. Didn't even watch Frankenstein. Watch the bride, and I remember telling you guys, or at least telling that, Dave, that was early full sale, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it was like no, it I was think after. it was towards the end of your full sale run. You okay. were about to, yeah. I uh, I just yes. remember you talking about it a lot. We'll get to that when we talk about bride, because I like I have something I want to bring up specifically about it, but uh, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I was I was uh blown away. Um, I guess. You know, growing up with these classics and knowing them so well and like watching the monsters um, and I had all this exposure to like the bride. Um, and so I guess this movie just threw such a curveball because as we'll get into later, um, it's not really about the bride of Frankenstein. Um, mm. And she's she's in it, but not for very long. Um, but yeah, I was just blown away. I I. I I then revisited Frankenstein after watching The Bride and determined that I like The Bride, and I think The Bride is a better movie than the first one, even though the first one is terrific. But uh, again, we'll go into that later. But yeah, right off the bat, I've seen this movie. This was my third viewing, um, but I couldn't help myself after seeing it the first time. I think I rewatched it a couple months later um, just to make sure it stayed uh, fresh in my mind because I really it was just... It's one of the oldest sequels that I've seen. Um, I've seen a couple of the King Kong sequels. Um, and I mean, if I, I'm sure if I dig through, uh, there's some other ones I have, but I can't remember a sequel, I think, as far back as The Bride. Like, that's got to be one of the first sequels I've ever seen. And uh, mm. good job. Great job. Wow. Yeah. Oh, by that, the way, I, now that I think about it, that's probably true for me, too. This is that's this is the oldest sequel I've ever seen. Yeah. I think, I think if, if I'm thinking about it hard enough, probably for me too, because any monster sequels I've seen, like Japanese monster sequels, were all like 60s or 50s. So this has got to be the earliest sequel. Yeah, I've ever seen. But yeah, but uh, how about how do you how about you boys? Um, how did you feel? You don't have to obviously don't give me your your final thoughts, but how did you feel uh, first viewing on these uh, on these flicks? Well, Weird. just starting with Frankenstein, I. I loved it. I was uh thoroughly like wrapped up in it. I watched them kind of late last night back to back and um I I don't Steve and I like briefly talked about this. I always try to like keep the conversation about the movies at a minimum after watching them before we record. Um yeah. but we were kind of talking about um how he was like I don't know if you said worried, but after Dracula, you were like, I don't want you guys to think they're all that pace. And yes, and I don't yes. get me wrong, like I love Jack uh, Dracula, but this was like night and day. I thought like way more exciting. Um, it's the same year. Yeah, same, same year, nineteen thirty one. Um, and I I don't know, like I just feel like Boris Karloff, like eats like 
he 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 eats Bella Lugosi's lunch like yeah I I like yes. it, it, yeah. I like there's there are two significantly iconic characters that um this is very similar to Dracula like everything we see in this movie is specifically universal licensed Frankenstein like even though he's I don't know at what point this came around because this is a black and white movie. But it's like Frankenstein being green, him having the scar on his forehead, the bolts in his neck, the haircut he has, and the oversized clothes are all like, you can do Frankenstein because that's uh, public domain. But you the can't story, do, yeah, the, but you can't you can't do, you can't do this Frankenstein because Mary Shelley doesn't describe this Frankenstein at all. Like, no, no. Um, and so it's just like. Uh, the if you put those neck and neck, they both created iconic characters. But in terms of who's doing more, it's him. It's it's Karloff. Like he's kind of yes. like because you think we we talked about this with Dracula, but he's doing a lot of nothing. It's yeah. impressive, but yeah. it's like I I would a lot of straight face like eyebrow work. You know, standing still and being more of a presence, whereas. Karloff has both of those things. Going. He's also a wrecking he, ball. Like he's just... yes, he's huge. He has a pre like a physical domineering presence, but also he uh, has physicality in his acting in his face that um, I think is incredibly impressive. Because for talking about just Frankenstein, at least he doesn't speak; he grunts. Um, and ah, God, it he was has... so enjoyable. Yeah. I didn't expect the the violence. The horror, the um, child death, like, even though I think I knew about that, like, I feel like that's a, a pretty classic. We'll get into that scene, too, because I, I have a little bit of background on that from the Boris Karloff documentary I, I, I watched, but continue, continue. Um, yeah, I just, I was very, very into this movie, and all I could think, and I said this to Steve earlier, too, is, like, I've talked to you guys about how I watched Paddington not that long ago. And I was like, I thought Paddington was good. I can't imagine, like, everyone says Paddington 2 is, like, the greatest movie on Earth. So, like, how do you go up from here? And, and specifically better than the first is, like, everyone. Yes. Yeah. And so, similarly, I've only heard that about Bride of Frankenstein as well, that it's considered the better movie. It's, like, one of the best sequels ever. Um, and so I was kind of, like, really excited after finishing Frankenstein to be like, all right, what's next? Um, but sorry to rant on that. No, that was good. So the, how did you feel with Bride for the first viewing? Bride, I also... Uh, so, well, so I did... I was like, well, it's not... I thought it was going to be, like, incredible, incredible. But I think how much Frankenstein pumped me up, I was just like, well, it's better. That's That was my takeaway. Yeah. Um, but I like the simplicity of the first one so much. Uh and, Very uh, contained story, yeah, and effective. Like everything about it is is effective. I thought um, the characters, the makeup, the sets, uh, all kind of. You know, I I I hate to ever dish on old older movies being like, wow, they can't they can't blow my mind that much. But I guess this is the decade in the '30s where they are gonna start to blow my mind. You know. They the made Wizard some leaps. And... They made some leaps this decade. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, we go all chase. What um, 
you uh, viewed what the first one last night and then you finished the second yeah, one today. So I, I feel kind of bad about it, but uh, I try to push through last night to watch both of them. And I got through the first one, loved it. I absolutely liked it. I don't want to go into my final thoughts about it, but I think you're right, Dave, exactly what you're talking about with Bella Lugosi and everything. I feel like he, Frankenstein in this has way more to play around with. Like, he actually yeah. has more range, where in Dracula it kind of felt, you know, he's playing one exact character and doesn't try new things. I don't know if that... Is the right he's kind of stiff. Yeah, yeah he's kind of stiff. Before. This is yeah, like, before. he actually, like, he has a dilemma too. Like, he can't speak, so it's him trying to learn, which is, like, even better. Getting us on the case for Frankenstein. Like, he's not just a monster. Mm. Um, I will say, for some reason, I thought Frankenstein would be a lot more, like, he's destroying things, and everyone's getting really pissed off, and there's just more chaos and I was very shocked and kind of glad it wasn't that, where it was mm. more kind of like a structure that still fit through. Uh, it flowed really well. I did like the pacing of it a lot. Um, loved it. Then we go on to Bride of Frankenstein, and unfortunately I started dozing off in the last, like, 20 minutes. Uh, weirdly enough, I miss like, the main... Bride of Frankenstein stuff, which I felt so bad for. So today when we went to go see, we went to go see two movies today. I came home and rewatched the end of it. But I, I pretty much everything Dave said on the nail, like it, it was a better movie. There was one thing I didn't like about it. And we'll go into that when we get there. But uh, it's something that's so small, detailed, that means nothing. It means nothing. I do want to um, assure the viewers, too, because uh, we've had a couple of uh, slips, but we all are aware, and I want to put it out there. Um, he is one of the most uh, misidentified, misidentified characters in history, yeah, because it I, is not. Frank, I mean, it's not Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the name of the monster. doctor. It is Frankenstein's monster, which... Uh, he gets. I always compare him to like uh, uh, the Exorcist. Link, or Link, is what I thought or Link, today. or yeah, Link, Zelda, you know, Zelda and Link. Where everyone uh, was like, "Oh, that's Zelda." No, that's that's Link. But um, you Zelda's you Link. talked about this last year with the Exorcist because you you mentioned like people will say, "Oh, the you know that that person was puking like the Exorcist," and it's mm, like. Mm. The exorcist isn't the pukey. Yeah, uh, that's the priest. I'm just <laughs> now. I'm like, did how many times did I just say Frankenstein? Uh, or I don't know if I did, but I'm pretty sure I did because I don't recall saying Frankenstein's monster, unless I just kept referring to Bell or uh, yeah, to but Boris Karloff. In this movie, even in Bride of Frankenstein, they call him Frankenstein. No, that's well, why they call him one, the Bride of Frankenstein, isn't it? There's like there's one scene that I'd like to talk about. I know uh, what scene you're talking about. Yep, go ahead, bring it up. But well, I was just gonna say let's stick to Frankenstein yeah. for now. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I don't think I don't know. Not in the first meet. Yeah, I was. I, was, I thought you were going to talk the about first, the first meet, but also, there's one yeah. per, part where you, you guys there, just watched a documentary on. Yes. Was it on Boris Karloff? Yes. Boris Karloff, yeah, specifically. Was Boris part of that? Uh, did it talk about you know how he has a question mark next to 
uh is it the creature or the monster in the, the monster. Uh, yeah it, why why there, why there's a question mark well during the advertising they didn't advertise that boris karloff was going to be in the movie well was that because it's like we want you to think so we just dug a fucking body up and that's uh, that the is, monster. Oh, oh you're asking about the advertising yeah that i think that's one of the earliest or, forms or of 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 uh cinema ever or like or, or, or did studio they ever did they talk about it in the documentary as if like is that a slight to him like they weren't giving him credit like oh he's just the monster or was he already no, no is he no. already like a a thing at this time not uh, not necessarily like i said when the talkies came over a lot of these silent movie stars were kind of worried that when people started to hear them talk that their accents that american yes, audiences yeah. would be deterred from their accents which boris karloff is and i don't want to get it wrong he's middle eastern um Okay. Uh, Bella Lugosi was. We found out he was. Uh, what was it? Um, Hungarian. Hungarian. And a, a lot of them were worried that when the when the talkies became a thing, that their accents would be yeah, a, t- a deterrent to American audiences. But okay. um, no, this was an so advertising. He, was he like a silent film star? He he was, and he he actually had a pretty successful career. Like Chase and I watched. Yeah. Like he he got all the way up into like colored color movies. Um beyond that like a decade into color movies like he was still making films and like he was making like guest appearances and he wasn't able to do much because of his deteriorating health um but uh yeah he was he he hadn't quite peaked yet but this movie definitely helped him he was an up-and-coming person though of interest if that answers your question um but i think i think uh to answer that question dave i think it was just an advertising because they did it in the yeah, second it was just one an too. advertising gimmick. even though they gave uh boris Karloff uh credit they didn't give uh the for the second movie yes yeah. they do give boris Karloff. yeah it, they, it just says Karloff, which i i think i read that that was often how he was credited at that time just purely Karloff. um he was born in england i don't really know about any um more background also... Yeah, they, they they mentioned it in the documentary that a lot of people were unsure about his ethnicity, but then when you start to see him in color films, you're like, oh yeah, like he was, you know, he had uh, a darker round, complexion, darker complexion, um, and he obviously in any of his speaking roles, he did speak with kind of an you know an accent, um, but he was a oh, very so he, like, had, he had mixed Indian British ancestry. There you go, there you go, British and uh, and Indian, um, but. This this role, I know he was a very physical actor. So this role, as well as his his uh, multiple occurrences or multiple appearances as Frankenstein, excuse me, uh, monster Frankenstein's monster, um, in other physical roles, like it really did take a toll on his body. And there is a scene in this. Um, notoriously, James Whale and Boris Karloff did not get along during this movie. They had creative wow. differences. Yeah. Yes. Um. There is a scene, the scene though, in the first Frankenstein, when Frankenstein's monster is carrying that body up the hill. I think, Dave, I told you the story. Oh, you know yeah. what? You told me the story like two weeks ago, and it didn't register when I was watching it last night. It registered that that was, for me. I was like, oh, that, this that is was the, the same scene. story. I was like, scene. oh, this is the scene where he's carrying the body. So they don't use a dubby there. That is a actual stunt man uh, being carried by Boris Karloff and James Whale. I guess they said somebody in the documentary said he was uh, he he came from the school of Stanley Kubrick, where he was like, we'll do 30 to 40 shots or uh, takes. I don't care. Like we're going to do. And uh, for that scene in particular, it was, was it uh, a lot of the other crew members were interviewed and said, well, from back in the day. 
had said it was unnecessary, but he made him do that, that carrying the actual man up this, you know, stage mountain like 30 times. Wow. Um, just because him and Boris Karloff had gotten into a disagreement earlier that day. And James it's like, you're going to get a fucking yeah, question mark <laughs> credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, well, there is a, uh, a, the girl, there's a, there's big controversy with the, the, the girl drowning scene with Boris Karloff did not. That was cut. That. that was cut several so, times yes. from several countries and, and then lost for a long time till the eighties is what I read. Uh, today. Well, yeah, no, you're right. Um, and then in that, um, and I, the documentary, by the way, everyone that I'm talking about, it's on shutter. If you have shutter and, uh, it's called, uh, Boris Karloff. It has a subtitle. Um, one second, I will find it. it won't take me that long. Uh, but I, I, yeah, the man behind the monster, Boris Karloff, the man behind the monster. It was made in 2021, but um, very informative and just uh, it's like a history lesson on exactly what we are covering this month, uh, which is cool. But I mean, with a with a focus on Boris Karloff. But um, where was I going? What was I going to say? I don't know. He's oh another. yeah, but oh yeah. So the girl. So uh, I in the documentary they mentioned that when it's cut. Uh, some audience test audiences thought that because it would just it wouldn't show him throw her into the water. It would show them throwing the dandelions and then cut to the scene in the streets with the dad carrying the daughter. Uh, and so there was no context. And makes it some, way worse. In my some opinion. audience members were like, did she get raped? And yeah. It was right. like, and it's like or even yeah, it strangled looks like, to death or, or any, like whatever. Like, like, yeah, like your imagination runs yeah. wild there. You know, there's like so many other things that could have happened. And so I'm like. You know, sadly, even though Boris Karloff doesn't agree with it, I think that scene as it's shot works. Like mm. the version we watched with him throwing her in the water is perfect. Oh, it's as perfect. Shot. Yeah. Perfect and as it's, shot. Like, and it's and really, it's sad and it's horrifying. And it's like, I don't know. It really is like uh, the way I look at him. It's like he's like a slasher who is really kind of a gentle giant, but he, like, you know, like, the only times he's like directly killed is when he's like violence is being done against him. And then every other time is kind of like accidental. Like, you know, like he didn't mean to kill the girl. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell whether or not it was just because he kept looking at his hands like he had murderer hands. Like he's like, oh, I got a murderer. Kill, right? head. <laughs> it's uh, it. It's a, it's a highly emotional scene within a monster movie, um, and especially as an audience member, all you've been taught up until that moment is to be kind of afraid of him. I mean, you've seen him like look reach towards the light. Um, yeah, but then well, in that, that good. I was gonna say that's why the second one so has that as the beautiful friendship because it's yeah. like if he if, I, can't, I, if you can't I, see I, him, is he a monster? You know, like it's a. It's a that's a nice sentiment, I think. And that's um, that's a section absolutely. in the book, by the way. Like that, yeah, that yeah, scene yeah. In that the is, book from the is book. amazing. Like it's it's a scene that I I want to say is ruined for me, but I still really enjoyed it. But as soon as he's outside and you can see in the window, I was like, oh, is this a blind priest? I knew he was blind immediately because uh, Young Frankenstein, where Gene Hackman plays the blind priest, uh, and it's. The it the this scene I, I I we're jumping ahead. I'm sorry. I know I know. Um, so we should go back to the beginning, but go ahead. Um, but 
I, I found it interesting reading about all the censorship that was being done to this movie because this movie is before the production code. So, like, they kind of were doing whatever the fuck they wanted, but it's whether or not it seems like country by country was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we're not allowing that. Like, I guess, like, I like parts of Ireland, like, totally banned the movie. Uh, and And it was interesting hearing that the movie was almost forever ruined or was ruined for many years because they lost the actual cuts. They, you know, like until uh, they were restored many years later, I think the nineties was the first time they released a home video version that was complete, like, like not uncut in any way. Um, I think there actually is still some missing parts, but, uh, but another one of the big things that they need, that they wanted to cut was any any time he's comparing himself to God. They're like, mm, yeah, mm, you, yes. like, you can't do that. Like, well, why not? I feel um, like if anything, it makes him more like not well, crazy. Because that's blasphemous. Yeah, it was blasphemous. Yeah, it was like blasphemous. There's a lot of things that were taboo, especially with film only being like 30 years old at this point. Like yeah. We had only been, we had just now been, and again, like this is a movie unlike anything we have an intro. We didn't even talk about this, but we have an introduction that's almost like a warning. Well, I, I was um, about to the to audience. Ask that. Yeah, whether or before not before the movie uh, even begins was that uh, was that already planned in the script, or was that added because of the controversy going forward? I couldn't. Remember. I don't. I I forget how I read it, but that I think was included in Dracula as well in the really? original. Okay. Um, not the same thing, but something similar, similar of someone uh, like introducing the film and that has since been cut i think i hope i'm not just totally getting this wrong but i just remember reading about this last week um and they kept that style for this and they kept it in and it's another one of those uh big life epiphanies i have where i was like huh like almost like several of the early simpsons treehouse of horrors are introduced with uh mostly marge but sometimes it's other characters coming out in front of a curtain and warning the audience about how graphic or scary or violent uh, this episode is going to be. And it's just like, is that where that came from? Like, I think, you know, I'm pretty sure it is. And Trios of Horror has done several Frankenstein uh, adaptations, or they've done at least two that I can think well, of. And I feel like that's... I just love their... the. Uh, dedication the Simpsons writers especially of the early days of Simpsons of classic cinema yeah it's just I mean and I mean I wish we had a ticker for how many times you've brought up a movie we're covering it being referenced uh, more times than not it's older movies and you're being like oh this is referenced in the Simpsons but well it's it's uh, something I've probably said several times on this podcast but it was like such an early education for me and I didn't in know horror. it. And yeah, it, and, in horror and, and in any any type of reference that was happening in it it was as a child I knew most of the time sometimes it just went right over my head but most of the time I knew this is referencing something I just don't know what. And then my whole adult life or like let's try to figure that out. It, or like my whole like film life has been like, that's where it got yeah. it. You know, like that's where the Simpsons got it from. Uh which I love. It's like always been it's just funny that like I learned so much film knowledge from the Simpsons, I guess. Simpsons did it. But 
uh, this is again is we're getting we're getting um, as far as what I could dig up, um, and this is a loose term, but I'm going to throw it out there. This is uh, Henry Frankenstein in this movie is kind of our original uh, mad scientist um, in film. Uh, now, as far as I could see, uh, look up. I mean, you have other crazy doctors like uh, like Doctor Moreau, who later uh, tries to splice animals and humans together. Um, but this is cool. We get like a, a your mad scientist figure who's who's often um, imitated um, in cinema going forward from this point. And you uh, have, I wonder where the uh, the Igor disconnect comes from because if you if you ask somebody on the street what is Doctor Frankenstein's assistant's name in the original Frankenstein. I guarantee you like eight out of 10 people are going to go Igor. And I don't, I don't, I don't is, know. Dude, where, I feel like 10 Igor, out of 10 people would say that. Like, is there Igor was, uh, in the book? Like, is he Igor Igor in the book or is let me, he also? Let me look that up to, to verify. Oh, uh, I can't remember. So I saw just last night at the beginning of the credits, um, or it was either in the credits or I was looking at IMDb before I watched Bride. I saw that uh, that our boy from last week, Dwight Fry. Okay, so so who okay. plays Fritz in this? Who's Igor? Fritz is Igor. I saw that his name was mentioned in Bride of Frankenstein, and I was like, "Oh, he's back!" And I was like, "Well, Fritz isn't back; he's dead." And for a second, I thought he was the uh, like lady like i thought he was like <laughs> playing a girl character of the crazy lady that's like the monster's back like i thought he was like doing some body python stuff uh but he wasn't he's one of the uh the criminals but what were you gonna say steven um i also have to just correct myself as well all right so igor um First and foremost, does not appear in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. In the original story, Victor Frankenstein does not use a lab assistant when creating the monster. Wow. Um, and then I saw this where I literally just said, is he the is he the original creation? Which is another movie I've seen, so I feel bad. I just didn't know the time or the years. An early representation of Igor in film is the uncredited hunchback laboratory assistant to mad scientist slash alchemist Rotwang in the 1927 film Metropolis, oh. which is one of my favorite old sci-fi movies. Wait, I just I didn't so realize Dwight Igor Fry's... goes on to become a Frankenstein character. Yeah, so now I'm digging. I'm digging even. Uh, or is that you're saying the archetype of the Igor character? Um, he was he was like he's as far back as the that character goes. Um, that's like the first appearance of Igor would be, it seems like, Hunchback. Metropolis is where that movie is are... two hours and thirty three minutes yeah. long. Yeah, Fritz um, Lang, you madman. Yeah, he's a madman. Um, Dave, I'm surprised you weren't ever. I, we had to watch that in one of my classes, uh, Metropolis. I've it's been on movie. it's been on the list, but uh, and I and I, the only other movie I've seen by Fritz Lang is M, and that movie is incredible. Uh, so I have not seen that. Um, really, right. really. So good. where did Igor originate? We're yeah, I feel like that yeah. What? Because isn't he in? What if Igor is a Mandela effect that we're all experiencing? Is he in, uh, 
There uh, is no Igor. Young Frankenstein? I think, yeah, I think his name is... Igor? I don't... Uh, what's the actor's name? The, the uh, guy with the eyes. Um... Yeah, it is. So yeah, his name, his name is, is Marty Feldman is playing yeah. Igor. So, so we know at, Igor at, made his debut in the in, Universal horror film *Son of Frankenstein* (1939). Oh, so that's, that's 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 pictured on the yeah, pictured on the right and the above. Yeah, gave one of his greatest performances. Yes, yeah. So yeah, Igor did was a character in the third Frankenstein movie, which is. Son of Frankenstein. Son of Frankenstein. He's like, my dad had someone like you. I need you. <laughs> I, I also love the relationship between a bad scientist and a seemingly, like, simple person. Like, you know, like, Igor doesn't seem to, like, have, like, a lot of scientific bones in his body. Like, he's just No, like, he doesn't. He's, he's just... like, ah, I'll go around and dig graves up with you. Like Also, uh, the introduction of maybe another t type of character in this universe that we're covering, and, and that's a hunchback, which was a literal monster in, yeah. you know, eight years prior in um, the, hunchback the Hunchback of Notre, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame but which is, I guess, unfair for people I, with I agree I, I, I agree I no agree no offense to um, them no offense to them at all um I agree uh but it does seem to be a reoccurring character type mm, yes um in the old uh, universal monster movie days but uh anyway back to the back to the flick Frank Frankenstein um just, just the fact that uh Renfield was my favorite character in the last movie I was expecting to like Fritz a little bit more, but Fritz is a little stinker and Fritz deserves is a to stinker. die. I agree because it's was, just, it, it irked me to the bone this time as it did all the previous times. But would he, uh, would he's just down there chained up and Fritz it, just won't yeah. leave him alone with the torch? I'm like, and Frankenstein is like, leave him alone, will you, Fritz? Or he says, let it be or let it let alone. It be. Yeah, and I do like that. Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein, does come to the creature's defense more often than you know he is trying to. Well, yeah, and it's like I I feel like save what's left of this. Feel thing. like very quickly into them getting to know Frankenstein. What doesn't he like fire? It's like so. Why don't you get like your crazy assistant man away from him? Like <laughs> he just like walks out of the cell. Like leave him alone. But I'm not gonna make sure you actually stop. Uh, and I, it's pretty uh, graphic imagery too for. 31 uh when they go back into the cell and, and you just see hanging? fritz hanging hanging there. yeah it's not it's it's something that you actually rarely see in most cases of usually you see like a you'll, you'll see like a shadow maybe like a, yeah a like feet. a full a full body hanging right. like you usually see feet, feet or, or silhouette or whatever yeah right right um, um I, I agree there's a lot of they're they're really they're really tiptoeing the line of like Hey, if we do too much in this movie, they're not even gonna let us show it. Um, yeah, but like I we did. said, with the girl being thrown in the and a little girl being thrown in the water and drowning, like in 1931, that's Ooh, uh, the imagery of the father carrying a dead girl, carrying a dead girl, children yeah. too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's absolutely. like everyone is kind of just looking at him as he's walking down, and it's like just beautifully done. Like this movie is gorgeous. Like the lighting in it is I gorgeous. Agree. That like I love all the sets and everything, but the uh. The score and everything is really good too, but this isn't a score. It's the bell ringing from the wedding, 
Mm -hmm. And so he's mm -hmm. just walking with the dead girl with the ding, ding. And ding. again, like you said, it's, it's like, like everyone you were, you're hearing exciting noise in the background from like people celebrating the day. And then you have the and then he walks by the group of children. And then people start screaming because the kids start screaming because they're seeing a dead child. And it's just like, I don't know. This really, really uh, got me. I was like, I just didn't expect this kind of material. Um, well, I didn't even expect, rocks. like, rocks. I, it, you, you kind of see a different side of, like, Henry, like Frankenstein, yeah. where it's like, I didn't even realize he's, like, this rich... Like yeah, he has pretty a, much like, countess, a, like a life like, going for him. He's, he's just he's a little about too to get obsessed married, with like, playing God. Yeah, it's, it's and I'm I, I like the whole like I love it though. I think that's I, what's I like something it I never really realized that people don't really talk about his outside craziness. Like he actually has a real life going for him. He actually is like kind of just. Curious. They don't talk He's about how curious. Frankenstein is a trust fund baby who goes crazy. Yeah, for real, for real. He's the, of Baron Baron von Frankenstein. Baron, but, the Baron. I love that when people say the Baron in this movie. I like again how we have this. We, there's this. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this last um, last episode with Dracula, but there's this sickness that you'll see throughout the entire series, but. Every monster or, or character within there seems to suffer from some kind of sickness. It's almost like an addiction. It's like, you know, Dracula has his lust for blood. Then in this one, it's not necessarily the monster, it's the doctor. Like he has this sickness of like, I need to create something. I need to see if I can bring it alive. Um, well, I feel like that's, you know, that's why people always refer to the monster as Frankenstein is because isn't the monster. After all, Frankenstein. Mm, absolutely. Frankenstein. If it was created by and we'll, Frankenstein, we'll observe, it is we'll observe this. It is Frankenstein, yeah. Uh, we'll observe it again. Uh, the Invisible Man is losing his mind. The Wolf Man has a has a, a bit of a fever. Um, but I like this. Uh, I like the madness of it. Like the again, it goes to the sets where the lightning crashing and and him being tied to a table and. It's just it's a combination of, of so much so much imagery and uh, a tone that I came to love. And I feel like this is just it's just escalating everything from Dracula, which came out the same year. But I mean, I, I feel like it's the, this was the best time to be a horror fan and to be a fan of a genre that hadn't yet been defined, I guess. And then being like, yes, this is what I've been, you know, looking yeah. for. Well, it's it's weird because uh, that was like one of the stipulations in the reviews that I was reading. I think it was actually when I was reading about the reviews for Bride. But people back then would be like, it's really good for what it is, you know, like referring to it as a horror. But like it was like a lot of reviewers were like boldly just being like, no, this is just a straight up good movie. Um and they're like praising all of the filmmaking around it and everything. But I thought it was interesting. One of the reviews I read specifically name checks Dracula. And I was like, oh, that would piss me off at the time. Like, it's the same exact year. Dracula is probably like pretty hot, you know, like people are all jazzed up about Dracula. And then like, here comes Frankenstein to fucking literally stomp all over everything. Uh, and like people were just loving it and they were loving the boldness of the movie. Uh just I'm about to see it happen again. 
one one critic and this is so weird reading a critic from the 30s saying stuff like this but one critic was like people in the audience were laughing and i could tell it was to cover how unsettled they were and i'm like huh that's like still something i notice in movie Movies theaters now. today yeah. like when it's a horror movie there's a lot of laughter especially from oh. younger audiences i think and i think it's because they're they're covering up how scared they actually are yeah. um, <laughs> dave you love time travel chase you love time tra- what it's funny when we, we talk about time travel one of the things people are always like oh i try to change events if i was a time traveler uh what i would use it for i like to think is to observe what people's reactions were to historic moments yeah. that would be yeah. cool. to be there and i don't want to be there for the bad we're, stuff we're the good pe- stuff are people really fainting in the aisles yeah, like, of psycho you know right like, yes stuff and like it's like that. i would love to go back to 1931 and go into a screening of, of frankenstein like that yeah. would be that would be to be a fly on the wall just i mean as a cinema lover um oh, we can only you. read about the experience through you know papers that are nearly 100 years old now um but uh, I can't imagine we, we heard about in class how they thought during the great train robbery that the train was actually coming out of the screen because at this time, it's not that people were um, idiots. It's that uh, cinema was in its infants, infancy stages and we hadn't seen much and they were doing a lot of experimenting. And I think this movie is just it, it's it's incredible that it was made the same year as Dracula. But uh, and this is no hit on Dracula, but this movie is just. If you look at the two, it's like who did it better, and I, I just think that James Whales' direction of Frankenstein, like he uh, he vaulted this this universe or like this idea that a monster movie could work. I mean, if you're and it doesn't, a, I feel like it doesn't shy from the unpleasant, which maybe Dracula does a little bit. I, um, like you said, no fangs, no like blood. If, yeah, no. if you if you compare the source materials, which I obviously, for all I know, the Bram Stoker's Dracula doesn't have fangs. You know, he doesn't suck blood, but I think he does. Um, but it's just like I imagine Bram the Dracula is filled with all sorts of uncomfortable stuff that they didn't include in the movie. Whereas this, it's like. You know, like if you're gonna include the child killing, I feel like they're going all in. Um, By my count, he claims the lives of three or four people in the first movie. It's uh, he he claims the life of the autopsy, the guy three. who takes the guy who tries to take the autopsy on him. Yeah, yeah, the the, doctor, uh, the the professor. Yeah, the 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 little girl, and um, Fritz, Fritz, and Fritz. Yeah, and so at the end. Well, they no, think that Henry has been killed, killed in the in yeah. in the wreckage, uh, which originally he, he is 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 to die. And I guess they could already kind of they were already sensing the success of the movie, and they're like, let's keep him alive for sequel sake. Which I think is funny because I'm like, well, did they already shoot the scene of him just hucking him off the the building and and hitting the windmill? Because I'm like. I feel like that would be the scene where they're like, yeah, he's he's dead after that. <laughs> but they're like, oh, he's still alive. Uh, which I, you know, I didn't realize James Cameron was doing a, a homage to Frankenstein when the guy hits the propellers in the Titanic. Kind of funny that this is That's also like, it, it did. Revi- I totally get what you're saying. Uh, 
And I, I love the say use of dummies. They're like, yeah, it'll look cool. If, yeah, and the dummies yeah. do in both of these movies. You they get some do dummy look work. really good. The, yeah, which the, makes, the, makes me wonder why he didn't of just ride The dummy is great. Uh, yes. Uh, also, the the uh, later on in the ride, when the, the guy gets thrown off of... Uh, <clears throat> what does he get thrown off of? The castle? There's another dummy. Yeah, the castle. That one That one also looks good. But uh, if we're pivoting over to uh, the bride, uh, before we go, I'd like to say that I think it's crazy that monster movies are often over, over overlooked that they could be in some capacity like a slasher flick. Like you have a character who's like literally offing main character after well, some of them are side characters like Maria. There's just an innocent bystander, the little girl. But uh, this is an early form of a slasher flick. I mean, we know who the killer is, but um, you got a high body count coming up. It does. It does feel like Jason Voorhees a little bit. Like right, he's just like maybe that's where you know, and and not not to say this is where they got it from, but I think in my mind from watching as a cat as a as a casual viewer jason voorhees and michael myers movements and character traits are very. are very similar to that of frankenstein's monster yeah um this slow moving monster uh who who's not all that intelligent um but and then they like physical presence but has them, a physical like, presence yeah. about them yeah and they're you a killing believe this guy could like pick a guy up and yeah like, and it's like a, he does you know and, and henry says that in that in the he cell has the strength scene. of 10 he men. has the strength of 10 men what are you doing get away from there well, I also I, like Henry's dad in this movie. Just, yeah, you know, Baird, he's just like a drunk. He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like where's my boy? Where's try, trying to burn the house, the place down? Huh? What's that doing there? Huh? Like he I just love like, they... yeah, comes in and just starts shitting. He's like, why is there a fucking torch on the ground? Like yeah. they bring him into it. He's like, they, they got to lead him up the stairs. He's like, I was supposed to go up these stairs. I don't know how I'm going to do it. There's no yeah. banisters. Uh, <laughs> and and I just like how it ends with him being like, he's like, it's like the the uh, maids are going to check on they were going to give him sham or some of the wine yes they wanted to feed uh, yeah they wanted to share yeah. some of the wine with him and he's like oh yeah yeah but he's like ah, forget about him we should enjoy it like uh uh but going what you said steve as uh frankenstein is a slasher i just i didn't know, i didn't mean I, it is a no, slasher no, 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 but I, I i think but... i think which is interesting is i don't think they were ready at that time like cinema wasn't ready to be that realistic and i don't know if that's why monster movies became a thing like you have something so fictional try to be based in such a realistic world that that's it's kinda, easier to like swallow you, than if you yeah know, you yeah see no people, i get what you're saying that's you know, a really good point yeah then seeing a normal man go around yeah. and just exactly slaughter people. yeah and yeah. i i wonder if that's like the direction they wanted to go with and i think that they do a really good job and they they What's really good about that book of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is you really realize the monster isn't a monster. He he really is just a person trying to like relive life the best he can. And I feel like in the first movie they do a really decent job with him like trying to figure out what to do with this new life, what to do. And you could just tell how angry and frustrated he gets for no one helping him and no one getting answers for him. That it's just really sad at the end, where it's just like everyone's trying to burn him down and everything, even his creator, which that's a big twist I thought I knew years ago, which never really happened. 
I what? always thought that, you know, Henry would be like, don't kill him. He's my creation. Like, he's trying to back yeah. him up. But in reality, he's like, no, fuck that guy. I well, need he, to kill he him. Is a, he is a little resistant when the professor is like, we got to destroy this. Well, yeah, but he, but, but I mean, is, like, at you're the right, end, like, like much quicker than I intended. I thought he was just a mad scientist, and he does like kind of hop back and forth in both yes. worlds. Of he's like, well, definitely didn't want this. Like he's, he's like, got his I toes. Just, in, he's got his toes but, in both pools, though. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I just wanted to create like life and see if I could. And do he kind of tries to ignore the the his friend when he's like, you took it from my school. That's a the mind of a murderer. And he's like, uh, well, we'll see about that. You know, he kind of just tries to ignore that. Um, that was the, that was the brain of a criminal. Yeah. Um, oh. but I, I, I do, I do like how, again, it seems like very nuanced. Is yeah. The monster isn't much of a monster. And even Frankenstein is like trying to do the right thing by the end. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I, and it's not like he's not aware. He is a, he is very much aware of what he has created, but you have this man who cares so much for his work, but also you can tell like he cares for the, for a human life, um, and that of of which he has created. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, I like seeing, I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost like a John Hammond moment. When uh, he hears the gunshots over the phone and he's like, don't. Um, yes. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, yeah. he's like, even and, and it's, it's that insanity where like, even though your creation is literally killing people, you're like, but don't, don't kill him. Yeah. I made him. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I like when we observe that theme in cinema of just like how hard it is for the, I don't know the, the book goes further into this, but do you think that Frankenstein mostly is killing because w- what I said earlier, it's either accidental or he's prodded into it. Does that actually have yeah, anything to do with his of. brain being a murderer? Uh, no, because he, he doesn't really seem to have any adult like uh, thought processes. No, very like child. And, and even bitches, he says a couple. It's only a careful. He's only a couple days old. Yeah, like he, he is, is like childlike so I he don't sees really the sunlight for he... the first time it reaches yeah. up for I, it i like... think if i'm not mistaken and i i haven't read this book this for a like long time 10 ago. years ago but uh if i'm not mistaken i think it's like it's trial and error and he's he doesn't really know his own strength and he doesn't know like he's yeah. like we said he's he's born into this new world of like <laughs> i i'm now I... strong as hell i i don't die i can't you know starve or anything like at the same time I do think uh, I I would love to see this concept of a like a take on Frankenstein where you're actually in Frankenstein's mind and he is like a functional person thinking, but he can't communicate. He's just like every time he tries to talk, he's just like, oh, I was like, what the fuck? Like this body doesn't work. Who is this Fritz guy waving a torch at oh. me? Get out of here. Like, you know, like I look <laughs> yeah, like this. So you're like a quantum leap type almost where the yeah. guy inside <laughs> of the mind is. Uh, what I was going to say I'm is right. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because so. All right. Do you guys remember that Frankenstein movie that came out in like the. I was, Frankenstein. Yeah. Was it I Frankenstein? Is that what it's called, Dave? 
when when did it come out? Like two thousand something. I don't. I can't uh, place a year on well, it. There is the Kenneth it was definitely Branagh one, which I think is the nineties with De Niro. Which not I was past that. At last night, I was like, why haven't I watched that? Um, there's a Frankenstein two thousand. There's the one with Aaron Eckhart, which I think is called I Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. So what? I, basically, all I'm trying to say is this. I think that, and don't give it the psycho treatment. But if you take the first movie and elements of the second movie, why can't we make a modern remake? Don't try to CGI it to death. Why can't we do a modern remake of like the first two movies put together um, and just don't go beat fight? Like, this is why I said don't give it the psycho treatment. Don't go scene by scene, but don't try to change the story. This and is- there's no like modern, I feel like in, in my knowledge, there is no good modern telling of this story this is the um, 2014 one with aaron eckhart this, i believe that's the one the, i was referring this to. is the plot frankenstein's creature finds himself caught in an all-out centuries-old war between two immortal clans <laughs> that's what i want from my frankenstein movie you know oh my god it's like war. showing aaron eckhart walking like through time with long hair yeah this is like he's the german the, german one yeah he's in a, he's in a modern world it's uh, 1.8 on on Letterbox. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, do you boys I, agree? The, like, I feel like you could do a the, modern the telling one of this. Doesn't well, have like terrible scores. I bet you, Steve, there was gonna be a modern day one if you know the Mummy didn't flop. You know, yeah. the one that came the Dark out. Universe. The, yeah. the Mummy wasn't even the first Dark Universe. The first one was Dracula Untold, and yeah. then they real real hush hush about it. We're like. No, 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 the first one is going to be The Mummy, mummy. totally. And, and then The Mummy came out, and they're like, we're going to be not doing it anymore. We're not going to do it anymore. Or, well, I just looked at like this website that I don't know how trustworthy it is, but it was talking about like modern iterations of universal horror, and uh, it showed like a dark universe section, and it was Dracula Untold, um, The Mummy... And then Renfield. I was like, what? Renfield's in there? Like, uh, Would that mean that dr- our Dracula in that Nick universe Cage? is Nicolas Cage? Oh I'd be okay gosh. with it. I'd be fine Me too. That. Because honestly, like, we, we didn't talk much Let's... about it, but the, the scenes they sampled from the original Dracula in Renfield, uh, Nicolas Cage in black and white Dracula gear, like Bela Lugosi gear, he looks great. Yeah. He looked great. Like, I, I think that, like, that... He has uh, the gravitas to pull it off too. Like, well, yeah, it's like because, like, like Chase was saying earlier, is like Bell Lugosi was kind of all face. Like yeah. he he wasn't doing much except for what he was doing with his face. He had the intense glare. He had the slow, like even like Frankenstein's slow, but Dracula was a little bit more methodical. Um, and he was just doing more with his face. And I think Nick Cage, Nick Cage uh, has a very everything. clay. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a clay face. He has a clay face. He could do you know anything with his face. He looks. I've seen him contort his face a, a million different ways. I'm a ways. vampire. I'm a vampire. But uh, yeah, so moving into the bride, we well, do you uh, now chase. Rank, do you want to rank Frankenstein oh, first? Oh, this is interesting. So you want to? I didn't know if you wanted to do well, it. Well, that's at what the I didn't know if you guys wanted midway. to do. That's, that's like... what we usually do when we're doing multiple movies. We rank after the movie. Okay, if you want, we could. What? No, I'm saying My like way? after we yeah. like w- yeah when we yeah. did like the oceans we ranked oceans eleven then moved on. To I just 12, don't want to get complicated. 12, moved... Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
I, so we want to do you want to do Frankenstein rankings? Yeah, yeah. I, right. I, uh, final thoughts and Frankel, Frankenstein, Frankel, Frankel, Frankenstein, <laughs> Professor Frank. So I'll go first. Okay. As as a as I think I'm gonna go the same rating for both, so I'll be quick. Um, and I'll explain. Um, I'm gonna go four and a half, four and a half, and <clears throat> I'm not going five stars. I think this is significantly better. And in the direction that we're we're going for this month and what I had hoped for, this is more of the avenue of what of like this is I want you I, I could tell you guys got excited about watching these and talking about them. Um, but I don't think this is the best monster movie that we're gonna see this month, um, or I've seen this month. So I'm giving this one four and a half for a monster movie. Uh, and then for a movie, just four and a half. I mean, like it's it's almost there. I don't know why I'm not giving it five. Uh but yeah, it's just upon this rewatch, um, it's one of the greatest. If we're talking about the category, we're talking about very specifically monster movies, um, and of the universal monsters, I guess, of of watching a movie about some guy creating a monster and that story. This has got to be one of the best, um, and in the original, I'm sure, or at least. Uh, what popularized the idea of man creating something and the repercussions. So four and a half, four and a half. What about as a, even though it's pretty obvious uh, as a, as a Frankenstein movie. Oh, we as a technically Frankenstein also movie? have a third genre for. Okay. This month, uh, so, so of the Frankenstein movies and the movie, all movies I've seen with Frankenstein's monster in it, I'd probably put it at number two. Okay. Okay. Number two. And and a movie that includes the character Frankenstein. This is my number two. All right, Dave, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page as uh uh Stephen, um, because I think I'm. Uh, it's a four and a half movie for me. Okay. And it's a four and a half monster. I I honest to God. Like really, just want to give it a five for monsters because how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, but this is just like the weird case of like we're covering two movies in one, and I know that there's room to grow. So I want to leave that for improvement. Spoilers for my Bride of Me Frankenstein. That's what, uh, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's uh I don't know I. I I just you know just really blown away by this movie. Is, did anyone has anyone ever heard of this nineteen thirty one Frankenstein movie? Pretty good. Dave's gonna start just um. recommending that to the streets. Just be like, hey, you guys, have you ever seen a Frankenstein? You know the nineteen thirty one. Next set, the next set. Dave's on. He's just gonna be telling the entire crew. Have you guys ever heard of nineteen thirty one movie called Frankenstein? Yeah, it's. <laughs> But it's uh, good, and I guess as a Frankenstein movie, it's got to be a five for me because it's just, I don't know. I know you can improve on it because Bride is better than this, in my opinion, but I don't know. It does everything right that you needed a Frankenstein movie. It has, has a creature being brought to life by the parts of many different body parts. Um, and I honestly got can't name off the top of my head more than three Frankenstein movies that I've seen. Like, one of the main ones that 
like gives me the most like like a lot of the imagery from both of these movies. Is Young Frankenstein? Well, Young Frankenstein, obviously. Uh, but it was I kept thinking of Van Helsing. Okay, yeah, um, because the that's Hugh Jackman yeah. one, huh? Yeah, because it's a pretty significant plot in that movie. It's yeah, and Frankenstein's monster is a big character. That's um, and it, and oh. it's what you know what I realized about it. I was like, wait. Did Universal decide that Steven Summers did such an excellent job remaking The Mummy? They just jumped the gun and were like, here is your next movie. It has Van Helsing, Dracula, a werewolf, and Frankenstein. Like, or Frankenstein's monster. And it has like, Dracula's brides in it. I saw, but, yes. Yeah, and I saw that movie in theaters with my dad. And after watching a baseball game, and I remember loving it. And then... Um, I almost was, feel like we should cover it now. Dude, but. it was, there was, well, you know, it's funny you said that because there was a couple that came to mind and I said this earlier, but there's like, there's Van Helsing, but there's also League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which has the Invisible Man, Dr. Yeah. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It has a vampire in it. It has, I mean, but uh, it's, you know, there, there, I wish we could do a subcategory of like movies that include these characters. I said this to Dave earlier, Chase, but like, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. There's an Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. There's the two we just mentioned, Van Helsing, um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There's there's these movies where these characters are in them. Um, I I know I'm also now trying to think of another example uh, in my head, but you triggered it. I'm sorry, <laughs> you haven't ranked it yet, uh, Chase. But, I know I purposely um, haven't. Uh, the thing that you said that triggered it in my head, Steve, was when Hammond is like, no, don't shoot, you know, with the Raptors is in a way outside of Frankenstein, the name itself in the like tons of iterations, like just like I typed in Frankenstein on Letterboxd. And this is just like a list of films featuring Frankenstein or and or Frankenstein's monster. And there's 104 movies on this list. And it's, it starts with a Frankenstein 1910. Um, wow. But wow, so there was one earlier. There's two before this one, I guess. Wow. Um, but in a way, to me, like, if you were to say, like, what is a genre that this sparked? Because obviously vampires is much broader than just Dracula. And we'll get into werewolves are much broader than just the Wolfman. And so um, is the Invisible Man just not as broad, but it yeah, is, there but is I would other... say for Frankenstein, what is more broad is man playing God, like creating. You know, like, that's like, why I said Doctor Barreau with like, um, yeah, and that's and, and that's John what I thought Hammond. of Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, so like, what other movies are in that? I can't think. I, I know there's plenty of examples, um, but uh, Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah, any any monsters like I for some reason with Frankenstein I keep thinking of um Doom Patrol. Uh what is Brendan Fraser's character? Cliff? Oh, he's Cliff, yeah. Uh but he's kind of a Frankenstein's monster. Like he pretty much a, is. He a I'm... human brain in a metal body. Yeah. Like um but yeah. Yeah, I like that, Dave. You kind of subbed up like what because like we, we had had uh off podcast conversations about this of like What's it's the, kind of easy what's to the broader genre? Well, yeah, of, and what uh, all that and like we, we we you can identify Dracula vampires, Wolfman werewolves, uh Swamp Thing fish boys, um, 
invisible you know, bad invisible yeah. invisible people but like what do you classify frankenstein's monster as and then like some people could say it's a zombie it's like a variation of a zombie because he's somebody that's a living dead person um but i don't think it's i don't think i've heard that argument i don't think he falls under zombie to me like frankenstein's monster is not a zombie well, you I, guys can get on I board feel with like that. if anything, it's it's someone living yeah. in a new shoes. Like, well, it, every character we cover, I feel like is somewhat undead. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. So, like, to say Frankenstein's monster, I've I've just um reading <laughs> comments or, or or message boards of people with this what I just said, where what is Frankenstein's monster defined as? Uh, and you had people, you know, uh, jumping up to say, uh, well, well, he's a variation of a zombie. And I'm like, I don't, I, I'm not on board with that theory. I'm just, I'm, I just I, think he's the undead. It's not, yeah, he's not, it's not the same as like a zombie being like infected or killed and then brought, like he, he was, he was a combination of different body parts put together. Um, and he's, he's Frankenstein's monster. He's his creation. I, I don't, I don't know if you can really define him as a, Reanimator. Yeah, it seems yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's what Chase, like uh, Chase, give us the spill. Give us the spill. The spill? Okay. Well, this is my spill. Uh I think I think you guys are very we're all similar. I think I think I'm gonna do a four and a half for a movie. Four and a half for a monster movie. And I'd probably give it a five for for a Frankenstein movie. Now I, I know I've seen a lot of different Frankenstein like media. I was really going to think, like, I, I think the best one I've ever seen was probably the Danny Boyle stage production, but that's a stage production. That's not really a movie. But you tell us about um, that. Now, you said you said that one stuck with you. It did. It, the, I actually, I also had to look up another one. I actually went back through my old school online portal. But uh, we also watched the 1994 Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. That's the one with... Okay. De Niro. Uh, De Niro and everything. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Is, you, did you like it? I remember it being pretty decent, but now looking at the reviews, it doesn't look like it was. So who is De Niro? Wait, who do we say? As? De Niro, say De Niro plays. He's, he's Frankenstein's monster. It does have a good letterbox score. Okay, maybe yeah, something I, I'm I, from what I might rewatch it because I, I I remember it being pretty decent and it was pretty accurate to the book and the stage production. Uh, but that stage production, I, it, it's, I, I highly, and if I find do it, you, I'm going to have one day, let you guys watch it. Cause do you know if Buffett, man. it is the stage production that you saw, like the original, like what it was for years and years, like the stage production before I don't know. like this movie came out or was it like, did Danny Boyle write it or something? Or? Well, I don't. I know he he directed it, so I just don't know. He definitely directed it. I know that he was doing. It was. I think it was like heavily the same script. See, this is. It's been several years since I've seen it too, so I can't fully remember. I remember a lot of scenes in it, and I remember like, and a lot of the scenes have to do with like the next movie we're about to review, with uh, Bride of Frankenstein, like. He he has like this. He you pretty much see. I think it's two years of Frankenstein's monster being on his own, and like trying to figure out life on his own before he returns to demand certain things from Victor. Um, 
which it, I, I do really like that concept. Which uh, they don't actually know each other in the movie, though, right? Doesn't he not know? No, he, no, does, he know. does know. He does know who he is. He knows he's his creator, but I think... I no, think... no, no, his, his old... His, uh, the What? The, the dude. The, the other dude? dude? That, yeah. I, I don't know. Um... I the new doctor and bride. Yes. Yeah. Forget. It's Does he doctor. know who he is? Does he know Frank and do they know each other? Because it did. I'm pretty sure in the book they they were like he was his old mentor, but I don't know if that's the dynamic in this. Uh, to be honest, I thought in the book, I think I think how it goes, and you know if I'm wrong, I'm sorry for anybody who actually loves Frankenstein and knows more. Uh, I think in the book it's Victor gets threatened by the monster to create a whole new life. It's not like someone comes to Victor. Uh-huh. Well, the Dr. Pretorius is in the book from what I read. Yes, Dr. Dr. Pretorius who is don't played remember, by I don't remember his Ernest. I don't remember <laughs> his role in the book Bissiger. at least. Bissiger. But um, uh I, which... I, I I agree it probably is something very similar to the movie. As um no, I was right. gonna agree. Well, I was well so, good. I'm sorry, I was that, getting cross cross tongued. But um But overall what I was just gonna say was I really like Frankenstein. I liked the first one. I thought I know we didn't really touch on it, but I do wanna just throw this out here. Visually it's gorgeous. I also like that they brought back like the big sets like they did in Dracula. Like the staircases and everything. It was so grand that it just made the monster movie feel more I don't know, more dramatic, and I love it. I agree, and I um I wanted to bring up this point for anybody that's wondering because we have mentioned a couple other, um according to Letterbox at least in my Universal Monster Collection, there's five in the original Frankenstein canon, uh for films, and it goes Frankenstein Bride, Son of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein, and House of Frankenstein. Uh, by the way, for Dave, four out of five of those are um, well received. Only one of them is a two point nine. But uh, is which, that House of Frankenstein? By the House? way, the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is a two point nine on Letterbox. I was just looking at people that I follow's reviews weren't that bad. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, the only one that's negatively rated, which here at Podcorn we abide by the if it's below three stars on letterbox, that's a negative risky. Yeah. It's risky. risky yeah. It's not always so, true, but not always true. Not always true. Um, but, um, the only one that is negatively reviewed is oddly the only one that doesn't star Boris Karloff as Frankenstein's monster. And that is the ghost, which is part. Oh, four. so he takes a one off and then comes. he takes back. a one off and comes back. And for the one he comes back is uh house of Frankenstein, which also stars Lon Chaney jr. Boris Karloff, and John Carradine. Um, but uh, who's Lon Ch- it, He's not playing a Wolfman, is he? Lon Chaney Jr., not in not in house. No, Lon Chaney Jr. is playing. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he is. Yes, Whoa. he is. Oh, so wow. there's other matchups that aren't just. Yeah, which is weird because so Dave and I did this earlier, Chase. Um, okay. And we we looked at related or canon films within the monster movies in the series. And I, I had noticed, I was like, I told Dave, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's only two 
within the Wolfman canon, and that's Wolfman <laughs> and Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, which is not part of the Frankenstein canon or 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 series, if you will. Uh, but it is included in the Wolfman. And then if you look at Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, you have Bella Lugosi who plays Dracula, and then you have Lon Chaney Jr. who plays Wolfman, reprises the role, but Boris Karloff is not in that. And that is not within anybody's canon. Um, but it's interesting to to see what does count and what doesn't. Yeah, count. I also yeah. don't know how Letterbox does. Right, that. right. Because, well, well, also, Dave, we haven't seen, I guess it, it would help to see all of these movies. Like if once we watch all of the Frankensteins, which yeah. Lon Chaney Jr. reprises the role as Larry Tabbitt. So it's like, okay, well, maybe Larry Tabbitt has maybe Lon Chaney Jr. has played the Wolfman six times, but, but, uh, he's only been, you know, uh, the Canon story only exists within two movies, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I do like that. It, it seems like, and I got this from the documentary I watched it as well, that at least with the big three and whenever I see the big, whenever I see the big three, I mean, Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, that those three actors seem to reprise their roles for the most part within the next like 15 to 20 years of these movies coming out. It's like, Oh, is, is that movie going to feature Dracula? We got to get Bella. Is that going to, you know, include Frankenstein's monster? We got to get Boris. Is that going to include the werewolf? We got to get lawn. Um, and I like that. I like the, 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 this is why I tried to, I, I said this to Dave. Uh, I'm like, it was almost like, this is a loose comparison. It was almost like the MCU a hundred years ago, you know, like, like 90 years ago. Like it was like, it was kind of a shared universe. You had characters in each other's movies. They did try to get the same actors to come back and reprise the role. Um, I don't know. I like it. I like that. The, the dedication to casting the same, the same I character. Wish, I wish I could find what this was now. Cause I can't, I was just reading several articles earlier. Um, but there was a TV episode of a show that I think the show might have been like the Twilight Zone. I'm not positive, but like a, you know, like it was a, um, not a continuous story. It was different, different stories every week. But it had like all, all the dudes like Bella Lugosi, uh, Boris Karloff, uh, Mon Chaney Jr., and they were all playing themselves. And apparently it's the last time Karloff put on the old Frankenstein outfit. Oh, and now I gosh. can't. I was like, oh, we should, this. Yeah. we should like look into that and watch it. But now I can't find what it was. Um, but I'll I'll try to do that. But yeah, let's move on to, uh, to Bride, Bride of Frankenstein. Frank which, um, Chase, now you said you didn't. You you had a problem with what um what retcon what part of okay that well you... I don't I don't know how I feel about the retcon that they do in the beginning of the movie where uh they they say that he almost died in the beginning but in reality like she's like oh that's not how it really ended it actually ended with us believing he was dead until he came to my doorstep and he woke up. I'm like, oh, so that whole champagne scene was for nothing? 
from the first Wait, one? Well, what? can it be assumed though? And I'm and I'm just trying to defend it as if you're watching it back to back and hoping that it connects. Can't we assume? Part of you assume that in the end of the first movie that he's in like a coma and they're not sure if he's dead or not. Well, they yet. say that, that. Well, that's the whole point of the girls getting giddy to. But bring I feel him like, I feel like they said he was it's like, like, oh, he's they... awake, but he clearly doesn't need. He oh, just needs I his thought rest. you were saying the retcon was that the monster's alive. Well, oh, the no, no, guy no, 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 no. is alive in the end of the first one. And he's alive at the beginning. No, so he isn't. In the second one, he isn't alive. What happens is they, they're they like, we have to tell her that he's dead. And they bring his whole body. And they're like, well, sorry, ma'am, he's not he, coming no, back. No, they don't say we have to tell him he's dead. I think they're like, we just need to tell her. They think he's that- dead. They think he's, he's dead not, in the beginning. Though. I know, but in the beginning, they think he's no, dead. No, I not think until, they're like, no, he's, dude, he's severely wounded. No one ever says he's dead. They no, wrap him up, dude. They, I know it. I they know say what cover saying. him. They say cover him. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But um, they don't say he's dead, and they don't say specifically you have to tell her that he's dead. Yeah, they, I, I'm going to jump in here. I, I know that. I, know, I guess the woman is shocked that he is alive. She says he's alive, but... Yeah. So can't we assume that the champagne scene just happened after that? Yeah, and I was going to say, I'll, I'll jump in here. I I, I read it to Chase as, um, in Dave's defense, I read it as he's not dead. They're just, they're like when they're bringing him in on the stretcher up the, up the stairs, um, I don't assume he's dead there. Yeah, I just, the only like reason I assumed it was is because they do say like multiple times before they load him into the back of their... Their whatever cart, they say, who's going to tell her? I don't know if I can. Can you tell yeah. her? Can which you is, tell her? Wh- which, if it so was I your assume, wedding day and, and, and someone was severely... Even looks at her, well, the crazy and the monster has been and killed says, and the... And the and well, the, the, yeah, and he's in some sort of a coma. Someone would have to go tell her. That's terrible news. I, I, I just, I assume that he was dead. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And then even the crazy lady even says, today was supposed to be his wedding day. So Yeah, and obviously he's not getting tense, married after that. I don't know. I, 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 but do you think I he's just going to pop a, up and get married? All I'm saying is I read it as it seemed like they were retconning something that made no sense to me. That's all yeah, I'm but saying. That's not, it made that's no not sense to me. a retcon either because... They keep him alive for the movie. So I know. I asked. Dead. I, I what happened was last night. Steve woke up and he saw me watching uh, *Bride of Frankenstein*, and I said, "I don't know how I feel about that retcon thing." And he goes, "What retcon?" I'm like, "I don't even know if you would call it a retcon." It's and definitely I explained not a it retcon. to him, and he's like, "Oh well, uh, I don't know. They, I guess they just they wanted to keep him alive at the different story going forward." I'm like, "What?" That makes yeah, no but sense it's happening to me. in the same movie. I so know, it can't, and it has it has don't, like it's not I don't a retcon know. if it's the beginning of the movie. Yes, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just that, th- and that's not the thing that actually I was, I was bringing up about later that. or earlier. It just it was really confu- it, it was just jarring, especially coming straight off the first one. That it was like, why are we getting this? And it just seems like we already know what happens. And I'm yeah. like, I, it just, I don't know. It just made it seem like it was supposed to be something else that it just didn't make sense to me. That's all I was yeah, trying to point I, out. I, I get that. It'd be like to, to, to your defense, it's four years after they made the first one. Um, it's not like there was an immediate plan to make a sequel to this movie. Um, 
and it does seem like an odd choice if like they kept him alive for the end of the first one to start the second one with like he's pretending dying. he's dying. Yeah, um, I don't know. It just but, seemed kind of jarring. But that wasn't the thing I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode. It's something I else. thought Frankenstein being alive was what you're considering a retcon. Oh, no, 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 no. no. My mind, no, 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 no. if it's I not. came out of the theaters of the first one, Frankenstein's dead. There's no question about that in my mind. The whole building collapsed in flames on him. Like, and, and if I was, I guess, if you read Frankenstein the book, you know there's no sequel. So, like... Uh, it, I would just be like, he's dead. Like that to me, that feels like the beginning of a long-standing horror trope of killing the monster at the end of a movie and then bringing him back to life at the beginning of the next. And yeah, maybe this is, which is I think that I the, is, I think that's is. perfectly acceptable. It's something that you just learn to deal with over time with monster movies. And the in the first movie, it's not like I don't And obviously feel... he lives after this movie too. So like Yeah, it's... and and I don't feel cheated in this one. I don't feel like it's cheating it because it was a plausible the, enough. At the plausible yeah, like okay, at the at the bottom of this structure was, you know, this pool of water and although uh, the monster probably doesn't know how to swim, you the first time we see him he's holding onto a rock. And he's tall enough to where he's not, you know, drowning, but it's, it's perfectly feasible to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay. More than okay with this, with dismissing the fact that I thought he was dead, you know, after the well, last movie, well, um, it's, it, it's the last movie didn't show us a physical body. So I think that's why I'm more forgiving. Um, yeah. Well, how would they have? <laughs> they wouldn't. Oh, I mean, show him under the rubble or something, you know, like show, show him, show a dummy burning or something like they could have done that in the first movie. I don't know. Well, what they uh, also... But I'm saying I'm just saying like that, we, that that is why I'm more forgiving of this. So the the, th the thing I was going to bring up with Steve, which is uh, like there's just an inside joke between Steve and I that there are certain things that he has told me a million times. That like we now just have like we refer to it as the better off dead. But yeah, when yeah. I first <laughs> met Steve, he would tell me the synopsis of the movie Better Off Dead like a million times. And I'm like the million time I was like, Steve, you've told me this a million times. It's that of the 11 on the uh, IMDb. Um, yes, uh, that <laughs> Spinal Tap is the only movie on IMDb with the rated out of 11 stars. Uh, yes, um, one of the many Steve-isms that you have told me a million times was that the Bride of Frankenstein surprisingly picks up, like, exactly after the events of Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's all I know about this movie, other than you love it and that it's really well-liked. Um, mm -hmm. And so when I started the movie, I was like, that lying bastard, like, we're <laughs> yeah. in some sort of mansion right now. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was also like the first movie, a little intro to the movie. Yes, yes. So yes. I was like, I why has Steve always said that? Like I was so confused. <laughs> and then when uh the her Mary Shelley's husband refers to her as Mary and she calls him Shelley, I was like, Yeah, oh, that's they're cool. like this is like a nod to Mary Shelley. And then I realized that she is Mary Shelley, and I was like Oh, this is a little inch. I like that a lot. I, I don't too. know I'm how glad, you guys, you guys It kind of makes uh, it like, I did, I did it's, too. like I, it's I like telling it too. a story other than like this is what events actually happened. And it's also kind of like um, because she didn't, even though, like you said, the events of this movie are 
uh, a lot of them are in the book. She didn't write a sequel to the book. So this is like kind of like a audience teaser thing of like, wait, how can there be a bride of Frankenstein if she never went past that? But this is we got the real life Mary Shelley, Shelley. here saying, no, no, no. Like there is more to this story, which I think was cool. Like and the actress that plays her is um, the bride as well. Yes. Which I think and is cool. I like that. Again, we're drawing. It's weird. I just realized it when you were saying this, but uh, it has another common, uh, there's another common denominator with The Lost World, where the movie was created, uh, and it kind of, like, elements of The Lost World, the movie, are just parts of the book from the original book that that didn't make the original movie, uh, which is just strange comparison there. But yeah, once we do jump into this story, we do uh, um, jump right into uh, the events of the the last movie, and I like that you get um, you get that same. The Maria's father is back. Um, did you guys catch that? No. Maria's father is the guy that gets killed at the beginning of the movie, who gets drowned. Oh shit! Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, w- yeah, I was yeah, not. Yeah, paying, yeah, I was yeah. just yeah. not paying attention. Very sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I, I <laughs> to the like point that. where I was like, it, the I wasn't even sure if it was the same actor. I just got the vibe that it was the same character. And uh, and then well, it I, says like, this isn't gonna bring your Maria daughter back. Yeah, you're, and then um, he's like, but I have to watch his stuff too. I also like what he says. It's so dark. He's like, I need to see his blackened bones. bones. Yeah. Uh, or uh, like he says blackened bones. And I'm like, geez, like or his charred bones or something. Um, By the way, one of the coolest introductions to a monster. I love his introduction where he just turns the corner and he's just like slunched over in water, just turns his head. And it's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, see, and he's all charred. Yeah, and it's dude. kind of like, I mean, I would imagine to 1935 audiences, because we've jumped ahead now, we're in 1935, um, some pretty unsettling imagery of him just being like, it, it, I mean, it looks like they kind of maybe uh, like took a lighter to some latex and let it like tear apart on his face or something. But he's got some... You know, he's got burns. some skin lesions and some yeah, burns, and it looks good. I like the makeup. Um, I like the effects right out the gate because um, he's a different-looking monster um, than we've seen four years ago, you know, where where he was uh, a little less burned in the last movie. But, no, I like the progression because um, uh, what I hate in – uh, se- sequential movies sometimes in horror in, in the horror franchise is like all right so f- I'll, I'll I'll throw one out here to, to make it seem like I'm not just being broad and and don't have any evidence to back me up uh I like to see the progression of our antagonists or our monsters uh uh debilitation like if they've been wounded in the past movie bring that wound back um now Jason famously in the Friday the 13th he loses an eyeball in one movie yet in all of the sequels he has two eyeballs how is that but yet um they keep the slash in his hockey mask which happens in the third friday the 13th somebody hits him with a machete on his hockey mask and it slashes his hockey mask and from that point on his hockey mask always has a slash 
but in the fourth movie he loses his eye but has an eye in every sequel so uh that's always something that's bothered me so i like to see the progression of like okay this monster has been injured he's been burned so that's how he should look for the duration of this movie um he should look a little weathered Mm. um yeah i i really like that that effect as well um and that was like an intentional like the makeup artist also made his burns get slightly better as the movie progressed um or like less severe i I guess the scars don't go away but they're not as it's not as wounded at first it's good attention to detail Um, like, and I also read that he broke his hip at that beginning scene, and I don't know how true that is, but that they had to use a stunt double for a lot of other things past this, uh, and that um, uh, the the actor that plays Henry broke his leg. Um, really? Yes, and this actor also, I really enjoyed him. Um, want to get his name? Sorry. Um, but, Clive, Clive something, Clive. Yeah, he died. Like two years after this, Colin Clive. Um, yeah. But I guess he was a severe alcoholic and died from pneumonia due to alcoholism. Um, but he was like, I think it was like an actual issue with him, like as an actor as well. But um, the director, James Whale, was like, no, nah, I like, I think it's it, that works for his manic energy. Like, I, I need that sort of like craziness from him. Um, and James Whale wasn't going to return to make this movie, but uh, they couldn't really find anyone that they liked. And in between this movie, this is kind of weird to talk about because we'll talk about it in the future. But in between Frankenstein and Bride, he makes the Invisible Man, and people are like, "Well, he's our guy. Like, we can't. Yeah. Like, he has to make the second Frankenstein. You know, he's our monster guy now." Um, like I said, yeah, like very prominent director at this and a well sought after director. James Will had a lot of respect at yeah. this time for what he was doing within the genre. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that he did this, too, because it's like a lot of people consider this his masterpiece as well. Um, I would say so, too. I mean, I mean, uh, of the three that I've seen and I got to look at his filmography in total. I don't know if you're looking at it in front of you right now, Dave, but uh I'm not sure if he did any other monsters. No, he did like uh, the Dark House, which is another Universal movie. Yeah. Uh, did the original Man in the Iron Mask? That's interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah, Kiss Before the Mirror. So I don't really recognize a lot of his other movies. Yeah, you're right, Dave. It looks like his his three monster movies were Frankenstein, Bride, and Invisible Man. Which wow, is what a, I mean, what and a, I mean, yeah, and I mean, wow. Like that's three uh, staples in in yeah. cinema and in horror. Um, so I mean, geez, he could have made those three movies and retired, and not even known at the time. He could have retired after those three movies and not even known at the time that he would go down as a, a a classic horror film director for all of eternity. He's you know cemented his name in in history. Jeez. Yeah. Do you think a hundred um, years from now we'll still? Oh, absolutely. I mean, these movies are timeless, I think. These are, I mean, obviously... It depends on what the state of the world is 100 years from now. But these movies, classic movies, are never going to not be classic and revered. Like, the further we get from them, the more they're going to be... Revered. Yeah. Uh, Also, I'll give a Scooby snack to either one of you who can guess who... I don't know why I didn't even look this up, but do you all know who played Igor in the very first... 
Igor, which was in the next Frankenstein movie, Son of Frankenstein. You guys want to throw a guess out who played Igor? Same the guy Peter, who does Fitz. Peter Lore. I don't know why. Peter Lore. No, no. Chase, you want to throw a, throw a guess out? I have no idea. It was Bela Lugosi. Really? Bullshit. I knew, Igor. I knew, I knew he was in uh, the one of the Frankensteins. I didn't know who he He's also that. in House of Frankenstein as well. Um, as Igor or something else? I, I think maybe somebody else. Uh, what does he which do? Just stare at him constantly and he's like, welcome. Wait, so is Lon Chaney, which House one is of, he in? Lon Chaney is in House of Frankenstein with wow, Boris so Karloff. That's pretty cool. Imagine like going to see that and you're like, we got Karloff, Lon Chaney. And- Wait, you don't have Bela Lugosi in House. Oh. Bela Lugosi's just in Sun. Yeah, but you do have Chaney. Boris and John Carradine, who I believe isn't isn't is John he the Carradine? Carradine's father. I believe he is, but oh I'm gonna my. look it up just to make sure I'm I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Um, uh, John, th- this isn't son or house 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 Carradine. children. Uh, yes, yes. John Carradine is the father of the famous David and Robert David and Keith Kevin, Carradine. Keith, yeah. Damn. So that's amazing. So in the house of Frankenstein, you do have, I mean, with the Carradines who are, um, maybe not everyone's heard of them, but they do have, they're kind of film royalty. They do have um, children and generations of actors since the 30s, uh, at least. Uh, but that's cool. I'm glad that we we, we learned that little tidbit live here uh and just really gets me makes me want to watch these sequels because some of them like the son of frankenstein is a 3.5 on letterbox i want to see some of these matchups too like yeah yeah the, yeah, the meat you know you said exactly what i yeah and i'm glad you said it but it's yeah like, if i saw any matchup movie as a kid i would assume you know they're they're gonna be fighting with their fists and punching each other and then you probably watch it and there's like no fighting in your yes which is what i yeah what i told dave uh chase is that uh by and i've always seen frankenstein beats wolfman one time but as a child i used to always go to the horror makeup show universal studios and when we come out of the horror makeup show there's a big poster frankenstein meets wolfman and i just like egged uh, my dad on about i want to see that i want to see that and then one random fright night night in october it came on tv and i watched it and i was so disappointed but if i read the if you read the reviews it is well received it's just i don't think it was what i wanted as a child which was exactly what dave just said like a versus it's not wolfman versus frankenstein it's like Um, they're helping each other or they're in a uh, well i don't want to say anything about the plot for anybody that hasn't seen it but they dave dave knows the plot he read it i'll let uh, you know you could read it on your own if you want um but um i do think it's it's an it'd be an interesting rewatch because i think that as an adult i would probably appreciate it and it does have good reviews so i'd be down to visit or Um, revisit that but bride of frankenstein because we we need to is is just Yeah, incredible. So, yeah, our, our monster has survived. Um, and Henry has also survived. He's alive. Um, Elizabeth, as Dave said, has changed the color of her hair. But she's alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she changed the actresses and the color of her hair. It's just such a strange choice to, like, I get the actor change. I believe the original actress, uh, who didn't die until the 90s, but I read that she was sick during the making of this movie. So I don't know if she had some 
lifelong, you know, autoimmune disease or whatever. Or but, um, <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> dying from, from the black lung. Um, something back then. But, um, but yeah, I think this Elizabeth and this one's fine. Uh, I feel like both Elizabeths don't get too, too much to do. Um, no, they don't, but they're important. They're, uh, I mean... Uh, they're they're the little bit of humanity left in yes. henry yeah you know it, what i mean like the one yeah. that believes in the humanity and yeah that. exactly and like that's i i do like that you need the characters necessary although she's she, like you said she's not given much to do in either one she's kind of just the oh henry where's henry is he okay like that's kind of what she does <laughs> but uh, i i understand this movie's from 1935 but if you look at the imdb cast on this it's seriously like every image just looks like it could be a ghost that's haunting you. Like every <laughs> single actor's like some of these people look like their picture was taken during the Civil War. Like it's <laughs> I was looking at the IMDB because I can't pronounce I can't pronounce our second doctor's name. I, I, can't. I I've been trying Precocious. Precocious. Because it's supposed to be a play on words, like someone that's uh it's not actually precocious, is it? It's pre- it's pre- Dr. Precocious. Doctor Precocious. I'm pretty oh, sure it's Pretorius. I can listen to the soundbite real quick and, and... Pretorius is his Pretorius. Name. Yeah. Oh, is it Pretorius? Pret- I thought it was Precocious. Pretorius. Yeah, it's Pretorius. Pretorius. I know it's a play on words. Um, uh, the scene. Wow, I was way out. Precocious. Pretorius. The the scene where he sounds like I was trying to do a Harry Potter Harry, When he brings Henry to his like lab and is like. I just want to show oh you I've created gosh. life. I've never laughed so hard. Is that him he, like dunking on yeah, Henry Frankenstein? Like, he's yeah, like, look at my people. Is. They're I, a little, absolutely. they're a little, little like. Yeah, you created Oompa a Loompa's monster. I created functional. And he's also little... like, he's like, I juiced him to a bunch of jars. Like, because <laughs> when he's explaining how he did it, he's like, yeah, but you, I think he's like, you took yours out of like several different people and you were able to make them big. I grew mine out, of, out seeds. of seeds, like the natural, I think he said God's way or something like that. Yes. So I don't know very, what God am, he's thinking about. No, but, no, you are, you are absolutely on track. He is it, definitely talking about, he is he doing what way, exactly? Like he procreate, like he procreated somewhere. Like, I don't no, know. I think he created, it is my, a crazy thought though. Um, I do like the, um, not only the flex of, 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 uh, precocious precarious protonus but um also the also the flex of the filmmakers at the time to be like look what we can do now (laughs) we can make little people in jars with camera tricks it looks pretty good and like and no it does yeah what you You were about to say something about it sorry what of the you, you said people. you just started laughing again. I, 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 what I was going to say was it, it's just I think it's it's so brave and bold, but still being like, I'm a scientist and look at my stuff. It's way different than yours. And like, yeah. I, I it's I feel like if I was in a theater in 35 and I saw that, I feel like everyone else would be like, oh, this guy's the doctor I would need to go to. I, I'd yeah. rather see this guy's stuff than dead people walking away. Like, I don't know. It he just, did, he's it created little hilarious. normal people, not like killer monsters. And it kind of, I think you're right. It was kind of a middle finger to, to Henry where it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm in the same little like level as you are. Like you, you and me are the very few people who have ever created life. 
And, and you want to give you want to give somebody the title of mad scientist. It's that guy. It's well, that it is guy. All, I also Notorious. like it's like a bit of the pot calling the kettle black, but it's uh, Henry is like he's like this isn't science. You're, this is like black magic or something or whatever he says. Wizardry along, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Well, it's like. But that's like exactly kind of people's reaction to him in the first place. Of like, you can't like bring dead people back to life. That's well, like dark arts sort they, of shit. They like, even say that line later. It, it I think it's pre- pre- precocious, precarious pontificus who says, uh, "Could you imagine if we showed this to everyone? They would think us wizards." Um, they would yeah, burn he us also said, the "Yeah, he said they burn us at the stake." Yeah, they burn us. They think us wizards or whatever. And I'm like, and I'm not. He said, what did he say, like, 30 years ago? And I'm like, I'm not really They're, sure you guys aren't getting burnt at the stake. Right, yeah, like, this. right like, now. And, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, you have this this crucifixion-esque scene in a monster movie, mm. which is so powerful and effective and metaphoric and deep. It's profound. Like it was, yeah. Also, like something it, that was hard to get by the censors. So. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's 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 this scene where you have the monster kind of chased into this this gully or these this this um this patch of woods where and I love the I, I it's scary, but it's also like I love. Uh, is this the birth of mob mentality? Yes. Of well, like, it's, uh, of like, I don't know if it's a birth, or, but. Or, Still, uh, and, before and, I even saw this movie, when I like, think of mob an angry mentality, mob, you like think of the pitchforks and torches. Yes. It's, it's the Frankenstein's Frankenstein. mob. Yes. yes, and everyone always says like, "Oh, the vil- the crazy villagers with the pitchforks and, and torches." Like yeah. Dave just said, "Who are you referring to?" Obviously, we're referencing this movie and Frankenstein. But that scene in the woods is is equally funny, especially when. Uh, what is it? Is it uh, Henry that arrives and he's like, what's what's going on? Where is he? And the one guy's just standing there, hand on hip in the Captain yeah. Morgan stance. And he's just looking up at all it's of like, the villagers bombarding. Yeah, That guy just seems like the character in the movie that knows something or he's too yeah. good for it. Or yes. I don't know. But yeah. in this context, I was like, is that guy just drunk? And he's like, I don't know what we're all out here for. With the Burgermeister? Yeah, he like nods his no. head up towards oh, the hill. No. no, that was a different guy. Oh, what what no. was is his name? The Burgermeister or Burger Man? I heard Burgermeister. I, I had to look it up uh, or look at the captions, and I meant to look up what that meant. Because um, I think a Burgermeister isn't it like a position for someone in like. Because I've heard of that before, but I might have just you know, thinking of like. I was like, is this guy like the burger guy? Meister. Is the original Burger King? Burgermeister. What's the definition? Burgermeister, mayor. Yes, okay. So he was the mayor. You in think because you're the Burgermeister, you're all. Burgermeister is mayor. Okay. I, and I also feel like uh, David Bowie in The Prestige. Uh, modeled himself after the Burger Master. I could totally see that. I could totally see that. She has like a scar. I don't even remember if David Bowie has a mustache, but he does. Uh, he has a huge mustache, a, like a curly twirly mustache. In I the prestige. think. I think it is curly. Yeah, and a cane. Like yes, everything about yes. the Burger Master. The Meister. It's Meister. Burger Meister. I don't think you pronounce it like that. I'm pretty sure it is. 
It's or at least on IMDb, it's B U R G O M A S T E R. I don't know what would make the mice sound in it's, that. It's in German. It's B U R G E E R M E I S T E R. Yeah, I guess the E would make that. Here, here, well, listen, listen. Burgermeister. There we go. I know, but the <laughs> the the movie title <laughs> character is Burgermaster. They're just making fun of him. They're just like, screw you, you know. I don't know. I don't know. He was also fat in the first one. It Was I mistaken? Like, it's a completely different I d- person? I don't think it's the same guy, person. right? Okay. Because in the first one, I don't even think that guy was, like, the mayor. He was just, like, he seemed like the wedding guy, like the wedding planner. Unless it is the same character. I remember what that guy's uh, picture was. Yes, it is. It's also the Burger Master. So Boom. it's the same guy. Wow. Is it the same actor? Say, I... No, no, no. It's, I assume it's the same character. It's not the same actor. Okay, okay. I like the reaction of the um, of the woman who, uh, who tries to warn the villagers at first. But... Uh, when she's uh, when she tells the man not to go down there, she's kind of waiting at the top of the rubble when Frankenstein's monster comes back up, and she does the, ah! and he just goes ah, and his reaction ah. to her ah, her that scream <laughs> several in the times. First one in the first one too, right? Someone yes, is screaming, yes. and he's like, he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm just as scared as you. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up in a dead person's body, yeah, like, ate together. <laughs> But I just it's it's again, it's that primitive nature to just mirror what the other thing that you're seeing is doing. And it's just like he's so primitive. He sees somebody screaming and he's like, ah, ah. he's scared, too. He's terrified. But uh, that woman, uh, Chase, uh, does she remind you of anybody? She reminds me of a lot of people. I'm going to throw one out here for you. Uh, shout out to her uh, cash. I don't see it. You I see, see it. it. You gotta watch the, just it. watch the clip again. But anyway, shout out Cash. And it's not an insult because I, I love her character in this movie, but uh, uh a lady we used to work with. Um uh, Kishina. Um What lady? The uh, the uh the lady that warns crazy one that's... the villagers the villagers of uh the Frankenstein's monster being alive and coming and she's like, He's coming back, he's still alive and she and, you know the the, the, Minnie, the officer. I think her name is yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, that, but, she's the she's the girl that I thought was being played by Dwight Fry. Yes, she's actually played by Una O'Connor. Una O'Connor, yes. Dwight Fry in this one played Carl Dwight O'Connor's uh, grandmother. But then we move on to uh, I like okay, so the monster um, is tied up. He's crucified. He's putting on the back of the wagon, and then. Uh, he's brought back to, uh, where's he brought to? I don't really, some sort of castle prison. Some, co- yeah, a castle prison in which he is released. He's and I'm not released. He, he, what? he escapes. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to fast forward, but I, I do kind of want to fast forward to the part of, because immediately after he escapes, um, is one of my favorite parts of the movie. One of my favorite parts of the two movies we are covering and probably one of my favorite segments in the entire miniseries. 
and I'm going to go ahead and call it. I didn't say my favorite, but one of the hermit. Um, yeah. I just think it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's fit. I don't, I really love it. And it just choose it, or it just shows you that Frankenstein's not that bad. He just wants to be one of the boys. Like, you know, he just wants to drink and smoke. Like, it's oh like, my gosh, that scene is that. just so it's so sad. Where he's just like, "Thank you, Lord, for bringing me a friend." Yes. Oh my gosh, like and he a won't friend stop. for me. And it's just like, oh. And, a, and, oh. A, and with and the they character- seem like they'd be the best of buds, and immediately I'm like, someone's sleeping on this movie too. Like, someone just needs to make this movie, and this is the whole thing. Like, just Frankenstein hanging out with this dude. Hey, Dave. They have, they uh, have but it's a movie times. you won't watch uh, that I've recommended to you a hundred times. What is it? It's uh mask. No, Eric Stoltz. He not, is it's a not the same thing. He is a boy <laughs> who is in love with a girl who is blind, who doesn't know that he is deformed, and they they create a yeah, relationship between he, the. He's Eric he's Stoltz not, isn't a monster in that movie. Well, he murders a couple Titus. people. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't just have elephantitis. You're right, but um, I didn't know that. It is a, a strange a, a Peter Bagdanovich. It is. Boy. It is a, a strange comparison. I just realized. Uh, but anyway, no, I. You're right. There is um, and there's there's beauty in that concept. Am I right, boys? Like absolutely. Be, well, oh, yeah. yeah. What I said earlier, of like he's not a monster if he can't see him. You know, like is. I mean, he's definitely still a monster. Let's be real. But, but. I, I, yeah, I get well, I get what you're saying <laughs> well, though, Dave. I, I, it's like I it's don't like know. He, he yes, he is a monster. But I mean, what's... if no one came and looked for him in that hut, and he just lived there the rest of his life with this blind yeah. man, he wouldn't have hurt him. He wouldn't right. have. Killed you want to know the 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 line that breaks my heart in that scene, and I put it on the captions. But when the blind man realizes what is going on. Once they describe to him, like, hey, this is a guy that has murdered people, or this is a monster, he only says one more thing when they are pulling him out of the house, and it's heartbreaking. He goes, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Well, he said, why, like, did, why is God doing this to me? Yes, and it's and like, this house brought is being me. burned down, too. Yeah. And also, it's like you... the monster's fault, like, it's just going along with, like, he is just very clumsy. He's a big, like... monster yeah like he's not meant to be alive like to be honest like he's just not meant to be alive and he just like stumbles over and knocks knocks the fire and he burns a nice old man's house down we're gonna stay on this scene for a minute but there's just so much of this scene we're like okay so first off he's attracted to the the hermit's cabin because of the music music. that he's playing was he playing holy night yes uh and and it's i think he's playing holy night i'm not positive there's something so beautiful about the monster's um, admiration for the simple things in life. And it's like with the first movie, we saw it with the flower floating. Like he mm-hmm. just threw a flower into the pond and it started floating. And he's like, that's so simple. But it's yeah. like, it, and it, he's childlike. It all it all goes back to him being this, the psyche. He's a, is a, of a child's mind. Um, but I love that he's he's brought in by this music. And then he, he wanders into the cabin because he's alert. It's almost like a cartoon when a character smells something and floats to it. Like it's, it's, Ave, it's like it's Ave Maria. Yeah. Holy night. Okay. Oh, Ave oh it's, Maria. It's, yeah, it's the Batman. Um, but yeah, it's like a cartoon where a character floats to the smell of a warm apple pie sitting in a kitchen <laughs> yeah. window. But it, it is. It's like it's it's just that that simple, like he hears something 
beautiful. Um, and he doesn't know what the sound is. He doesn't know where it's coming from. He doesn't know uh, what's making it. He just, he follows the sound into this cabin, meets this hermit. And um, I think that anybody with two eyes that's watching the movie can tell that this guy is blind <laughs> because uh, he, Boris Karloff strolls in and he pays no mind. Um, and I like how he says it too. He's like, oh, it's perfect. Like, I can't see, you can't talk. Yeah. Um, and then he does like, this is, it's, it's a, uh, I, we've talked about this recently, but it's like one of my favorite, like weird subgenres in anything is like man teaches like something with lower intelligence, not even lower intelligence, but like they don't understand human customs like teaching aliens stranger in a strange land yeah it's like et the iron giant like uh uh terminator 2 like just saw jules that's why you were talking about yeah it's It's, like i love i love people teaching things things you know it's just because it's like it's interesting to think like if you had to boil down what humanity is and show a new creature that what are you gonna do like and you know, you most know likely to... you're you're just gonna show them what's in your immediate environment, and this like you hermit know... is like I have soup, I have wine, and I have cigars. Like he's like let's let's have a night. Like yeah, and it's like it's like you know how to drive a car, but if an alien dropped down into your front yard and yeah. you needed to tell an alien who's never seen a car how to operate a car, yeah, could you break it down? And it'd be funny if like the alien just teleported everywhere all their life. So they'd be like, what do you need a car for? And for, like, well, right. Like, we can't so, teleport. This is what we use to get around. Like This is an experiment I did. I love this. But in, in my, Mr. Betts was in my, my elementary school. Uh, we had clubs and we had an art club. I used to go to art club, Mr. Betts. And he was a great art teacher in elementary school. One of the assignments that, that stood out to me was this. He was like, uh, one day we went in there and he goes, he picked me randomly and he's like, Steven, I want you to describe to me how to write uh, my name on the chalkboard, but I want you to pretend like I am a being from another universe who doesn't know what chalk is, who doesn't know what a chalkboard is and who doesn't know what my, who doesn't, who knows my name, but not how to spell it. And I had to, I had to describe to him like, okay, Take the index finger and your, and this is like, I'm in fifth grade, but it's like, take your index finger and your thumb and squeeze them together around that white tube and now lift your arm up. And like, he was trying to describe, he's like, he was trying to put us in a situation where it's like, everything that makes sense to us doesn't necessarily make sense to somebody else. Interesting um, in the way that it's communicated in it. Yes. Um, and, or Arrival is one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. And we've we talked about, yes. Is that is that like Dave and I had this sign language conversation the other day where it's like, uh, it'd be really cool to learn ASL, but is an Amer- American sign language is just that, just American. It's not universal. Um, and it'd be so cool to just be able to communicate. I love that, that idea of, trying to communicate universally with something without having to use language or symbol, you know, whatever, whatnot. But, uh, in this movie, uh, that's what I, I love that beautiful connection of, of, um, he just hears something. That's what I'm going back to looping back to that. Uh, and, and it just brings him into, and it's, into that. 
it is it it's, i don't know if i found it funny again because i am just thinking a lot about young frankenstein but is that scene supposed to be kind of funny funny too? yeah absolutely um, and it's i um, also think it's supposed to be like it's it, it at the very least it's supposed to be uh levative no it's not even no, a word it's supposed no, to be light-hearted so that when the guys come into the house you're like ah oh, shit like i was enjoying this peaceful moment like no absolutely and in the uh, in the boris karloff um documentary even Gil- guillermo de toro was um interviewed he's always he wanted was, to make a frankenstein movie yeah and he said he's like he said that it's funny he says it and uh and then i don't think he means to be sacrilegious to anybody that's listening but he goes when i saw frankenstein get lifted up on that post he's like oh that's my that's my savior that's my jesus christ like this is my monster i love him like uh-huh. why would you do this to him um but uh in relation to what you were just, what was the question you just said? If that this, scene was supposed to have, the yeah. So what he was saying was like, Guillermo del Toro commented on was he's like this. This movie was played, it was it was written on paper to have comedic moments that had heart because they wanted to expand on Frankenstein's, excuse me, monsters character. Um, so yes. yeah i guess yes. like yeah even just him like repeating the words can be really funny oh, and, like, and i think is i mean chase like uh, smoke well, yeah, I, would, yeah. I, I would even I'll ask i'll ask dave and you chase like were you were either one of you let's start with chase were you expecting the monster to say verbal words yes yeah well, i i watched I that documentary with you so i, I, I don't know why you. but like that doesn't like as soon as he sounds like what he sounds like doesn't surprise me because I just somehow know Frankenstein sounds like friend voice like um what were you gonna say Chase you were gonna say something well I was I was mainly saying like I mean I'm also coming from a person who read the book where he does speak in the book so it's right, like right right so where you expect I already kind of knew at one point Frankenstein would be speaking. Um, I, I totally shocked that he didn't speak in the first one, to be honest. That was something I didn't really expect. But I guess Karloff I, was kind of pissed that they were having him speak in the second one. He was. I remember that. He was, yeah. He, he, he was, was not, he, he was pushed not back against happy the... with how, he was like, I already felt like I understood the character a lot more. And then coming into this one where they wanted me to speak, it's like kind of not the direction I envisioned my monster yeah. of and you know what? You know what's funny is like it's one of those well, moments it's where he it's already like, had like the language of the character down. Yeah, he had adding, everything right. down. He understood adding literal like, language to that makes everything different because the way he communicated before was through grunts and emotion, and now it's like, oh, he can just say his thoughts. say whatever he but wants. But it works for this movie too. It works for uh, humanizing the monster even more because once yeah. he, you know, is like barely saying words, you're like. This guy's all right. Well, if you, know? you really also, what I what I should... do like about that one scene that I do want to try to move on from, uh, is that is kind of the monster's breaking point of humanity. Like he really is like, mm. I'm trying my hardest to live on my own. I just have a friend who literally just got me to where I am where I can now speak words. I can trust understand, I can trust somebody. Like, a friend. And then when he realizes he has no friends, he doesn't even have like an owner or anything. That's where he's just like, 
I don't give a shit what I do at this point. I can do whatever I want. Like, what's and he gets and pissed I, off until he gets piggy, his friend. To piggyback off of what you're saying, like, what's sad in that in that scene is that there's the fire sequence, which I don't know if you guys read into it as much as I did, but he lights the the blind man lights the cigar, and Frank Frankenstein's monster for the first time isn't scared to the point of violence by fire. He's worried almost for He's his worried. new friend. Yes. He's like, what are you doing? You're lighting fire? Yeah. Like, and there is a fire. What does the he say? What does he, he goes, say? There's he goes, good and then he's there's like, bad. No, fire, he's like, there's good is... and then there's bad. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, this is good. Which and I then think... he lets him puff on the cigar-, cigar. But I also like that in that scene, there's a fire burning in the background the entire time. Yeah. And Frankenstein's monster is kind of like, being lured around the guy's cabin and they go by the fire and he's like, rawr, rawr, and he's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. And I like that. It's the first time that the fire, it worries him. Like you said, for his friend, but it's the first time he doesn't violently lash out. And he maybe kind of comes to terms with like, what is good yeah. and bad? Like, Oh, this is also, it, the two characters in these two movies that we have seen who don't give a violent, horrific reaction to him, outside of his creator, I suppose, is a little girl who, like, by all means, like, represents, like, innocence yeah. and good like, and... naivety. And, like, and then the next person is a blind man. Like, so it's like the people who don't look at him right away and see monster or the people that give him the time of day. And it's like, I don't know. I, and I definitely agree. Chase that just said that that's like the end of his. Yeah. It's like, his humanity. Like he's yeah. it's, for it's some reason, straw. Steve, like Steve and I just talked about this and I know that as the monster, he does kill people a lot, but it definitely just makes me think of like, we were talking about killing spiders. Um, and there's just this quote that's from a, a poem that's, if I am killed for simply living, let death be kinder than man. And I think that's like <laughs> a very good quote for Frankenstein's monster because like the people that don't want him to exist are it's merely for just for him existing, living, yeah. you know, like yeah. he's not he didn't ask for this and he's certainly not trying to kill people. Uh, like circumstances have led him to that, but I don't know. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, 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 I think the only thing in this, I brought this up in the way beginning of the podcast is like I had one thing I didn't like, but now t- thinking about it in my head, it, 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 it's not as bad as I remember it being. I, I just felt like I felt like towards the end of this movie, Frankenstein kind is a dick. Like, he really doesn't do, like, he's like, I want my way. Me. Do now. And it's like, whoa, dude, calm down. Like, this is not, I thought you were, like, trying to live, trying to survive. But then I realized if that that one scene was his breaking point, then, of course, he's going to be like, I'm going to get my way until I can leave and live my own life with a friend of mine. It, but it, it, I think it's also really well done in how it's constructed, how it leads up to that. Because yeah. that, that whole scene, we, he learns about friendship. And then he also learns about, uh, I guess, vices in that same moment of, like, drinking and smoking. And so by the time he meets Dr. Pretorius, who, like the other two characters I just mentioned, like, 
doesn't shriek at the sight of him. It's and so very that comforts calm. It's him. just treats him like a yes. normal person. Then he like he uh gives him a smoke, right? Yeah, he's like smoke. And, yeah, and so like he's luring him in to manipulate him. And the other thing he does is mention friend. He like he wouldn't you like a companion, like a friend? And he's like, friend. And like, so I think it's done well in the sense that uh Dr. Pretorius is a is a evil character and he does manipulate Frankenstein I, into doing what he wants him to and do. And I do like at the end you kind of realize Frankenstein knows that. He can tell. Yeah. Like that's why he's like, you can live. You go. Yeah. It's like you, Which, you did I, exactly I am, what I asked you to and you yeah. like th- I, I do, I, yeah, I do like that, uh, but I am like, eh, I don't know like how I don't know if I done Henry Frankenstein yeah. is and all this. Like I might have still let him blow up. But I, I do know. like I, how I it's... I think in this movie, Henry is kind of... He's kind of a hostage in his own situation. Like, All he... right, so I do really like how he definitely doesn't want to do this anymore yes. because of the events of the last movie. But it's like now <laughs> this new guy comes along and is kind of forcing him into it. And at the same time, he's still pretty jazzed about it all. Yeah, like he's, when he's like, uh, do, yeah, do I need like, to put more amperage? He's like, yeah, it's yeah, me. Yeah, like get he gets really one. into yeah. it all. He's like, the heart, you know, like, and like when the first heart's not working, he instantly like reverts back to like creepy Dr. Frankenstein being like, go find me a fresh heart. There's got to be a fresh young heart well, out there. But he's mad also, that they killed. I like, They're mad you know, that they Well, they don't girl. say it, but he is worried that they killed. But it's also like, dude, where do you think, like, he's like, he says, like, uh, it's a fresh one. He says, like, there's unsolved crimes all the time. Or what does he say? And I'm like, dude, you guys live in, like, a village. There's definitely not just, like, <laughs> cold cases of, Dead girl bodies. Yeah, everybody knows around. everybody. I'm like, yeah, this is Brown knows Mister Johnson and everything he does yeah. every day. Um, but I, I do. I'm pretty sure the guy that that kills is Dwight Pry. Um, I do. I do like that conversation. I brought it up earlier that uh, Doctor um, uh, Precocious Pontarius says he's like uh, talking to Henry, and Henry goes, "We can't." Uh, we can't create again. Remember what happened last time? So many people died, and he's like, "Yes, yes, very sad, very sad." But <laughs> yeah. we must move on with our uh, with our <laughs> experiments. And it uh, reminded me of uh, Loki uh, being being told the events of uh, of his past, and him being like, "Yes, very sad." Uh, now let's move on. Um, it's yeah. just very dis- the dismissiveness is uh, hilarious to me. The same because, like we said earlier, this is the very definition of a mad scientist. Is this guy like he's but I do like uh, like Chase and I were just talking about how he does bring a little bit of that old mad scientist out of Frankenstein yes. again. Yeah, he resurrects um, the. Uh, he he jumps right back at the. It's alive! Like he's so pumped to like say it again. He's like, man, I missed this. Like, <laughs> he's like, I can't I believe that. I was sane for like the beginning of this movie. Um, but his confidence yeah, level so I, high. He's like, I've done it again. That means I'm like yeah. a double god. And I think that um, the bride is actually kind of disturbing, like her mannerisms and like how she's just like not sure what she is. Very, she's very robotic and and, yeah, and the sad soul, part of like almost... seeing Frankenstein is she still screams. <laughs> like it's like yeah, well, 
Did you think she was just going to be happy that it's like, hey, you get to live with this guy for the rest of your life? She's also oddly, oddly prettier. Yeah. Beautiful. She's beautiful. I don't know what it is. It's like, it's well, like, I know she has a jawline. Like she's just one part. Yeah, whereas... but she knows. She was, she raises you see, her. Uh, you see like her stitches. But she, she has a jawline. Yeah. She has a jawline scar, which runs like from her ear down to her chin and across. Like she does have a, a, a full chin strap scar. Yeah, which um, I wonder but... what, if, if that's probably just the, the effect they decided, but I wonder what, mm-hmm. like. Was with the rationale behind did they was. do it or was it the, the the body that they find have that scar or well yeah and and i and i mean like i don't i don't need to be spoon fed it's it's like in the first movie where you see his hand fall out of that uh fall out of the drape um and you see his, that it's you see that it's, it's kind together. of sewn together yeah it has yeah. that scar which i think is is very well, uh I yeah, but I think that that's why I asked that because I don't think she is. I think she's just one body. Like those two I think criminals so too, so... find the body, they comment on how right so like, the... fresh she looks, and I like so... how the two criminals are like they're they mention that they're murderers, and they're like, but if he asks us to do any more, like we're out. And it's like, what you you can kill people, but you draw the line of grave digging, like. No, 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 it seems well, funny. I, I kind of, uh, I kind of found, found the end funny, where it's, it's Frankenstein's about to blow everything up. In his head, is he just like, oh, my wife, she doesn't like me. She doesn't like. I'm just gonna kill them all. I'm just gonna yeah. kill her. I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna kill all. Like, uh, uh, screw like it that's, all. <laughs> that's definitely a reading and a funny reading of it. He's like, well, yeah, she's not into me. But I think it is like in essence. This is the monster's first time seeing another monster and realizing kind of what, like, the implications of, like, how terrible it is. And he even says, I forget the words he puts it in. It's, like, so elegantly said for a way a monster says it. But he says, death good, alive bad. bad. Like, he's referring to, like, he liked being dead. And he's like, I'm not really into this whole fucking being brought back to life thing and hunted down immediately like this is no fun um but yeah i really like that quote how he says it and she's uh classic imagery and it's it really speaks to just i think this film is how it works as a whole because we're given i mean you're given less than five minutes of screen time of her unbandaged as the bride um yet she's been interpreted in the monsters where she was a main character the bride of frankenstein um i've i've referenced universal um uh, halloween horror nights where there's been a, a frankenstein and bride of frankenstein house and she's just such a celebrated female monster character and she's iconic given too. iconic and she's just given so little screen time and i just think it speaks volumes to how she looked and the way she they used her and it's it's um it works within the story i don't think we needed to see her any more than we than we do this was the title may be misleading but i think that this is where the story was headed it's, yeah it's and also, it didn't require yeah i don't know i i'm like totally fine with the title i guess 
But I also, it's something that I can see they would never have the balls to do if they made a sequel now. Like, if you're making a sequel to something now and you're introducing two of the one thing that was in the movie before, now there's another thing, you get that the whole movie and it's, like, all about that. I like how it's, like, you're kind of anxious for it the entire movie. It comes. It doesn't let you down. Like, it's it's a cool last five minutes. Um I wish she was in it a little longer. Like, we actually got to know her monster a bit more. Yeah. I just don't know what else they would have done from it. Because I, I think agree. the whole point I... was, like, what does he say? He's like, she uh, she hates me like others. Like, she hates yeah. me. Um, it, which it, is just sad. Like, it, I don't know. I think it's kind of you know I agree it's it's this it's this less is less is more approach that I love and it's like the Jaws Steven Spielberg approach but it's like I am I am over the moon like I'm more than satisfied with the amount of time they put this creature in the movie because it's not necessary to the overall story and I don't I, like Dave said I don't know what else you would have done with her yeah like like she was she she was pretty uh you know one line um one dimensional like she was uh she had one purpose and you know like uh there the wasn't as much thought or care into resurrecting her as there was in the first movie where they were getting a brain they were you know uh sewing together different parts from different bodies and like it, it wasn't as is measured out or calculated. Um, it was, if that's fair to say. I also really enjoyed their upgrade in four years of special effects for that scene. Um, because in the first movie, it's like really, it's well done because of how atmospheric it is. But like, it's essentially like all sound design while someone's probably like flickering a light on and off above Constantly, the stage. Yeah. Well, sound design and physical said design the, the yeah said design. well i'm saying like the visuals of the lightning and thunder are right not there. oh yeah they're not uh, there yeah yeah and in, in this one you actually do see like some electricity and like cool effects um and i really really like that um one punch up i would give i guess now that i'm thinking about it because they said i don't know who dismissed it if it was the censors or what but they originally wanted the heart to come from uh, Elizabeth and I feel like if they did that the title makes sense the whole movie makes sense like it's the bride of Frankenstein we know he's supposed to be getting married this whole movie and they like you know do get married and I don't know god it's they, so they, it's so deceiving because it's like I guess as a layman you're like the bride of Frank like if you're going into this you're thinking Frankenstein is the actual monster and the yeah. bride of Frankenstein is the actual woman they bring back to life, which is, and you could just look at it as so... like, if you just don't look at the words as uh like possessive to each other, like it's not, it, it's, it's not Frankenstein's bride. It's the bride that Frankenstein made. Like, it's yes, the yes. bride of him. Like he made it. Uh, It's like the monster of Frankenstein. Yeah, and, um, and I think the cl the clever wordplay is like attributes to the the uh, the legacy. I don't know why. It's just like it's. 
I love that there is that controversy that the movie is not called Frankenstein's monster or the, the, the bride that Frankenstein made for himself. Well, blah, 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 whatever it is. Uh, it, I love that. This there's... is the, the line, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> it says, no, Doctor... no, no. Cut me off. You're, you're no, no, that was, I was done with my, my thought anyway. Go ahead. Are you, are you sure? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, I was, but it was, it's Dr. Pretorius asks, uh, he says, do you know who Henry Frankenstein is and who you are? And he says, yes, I know. Made me from dead. I love dead. Hate living. Which is like is a, a nice statement from him that he's just like, fuck this. He made me well, from dead bodies. Yeah. And I mean, you try to put yourself in the shoes of this monster and it's like, you're, yeah, you've been created. You've given this this chance at life but like what are you and everything you've encountered is terrified of you other than a little girl which you killed or a blind man who was ripped from you because two wanderers you know stumbled in and said that's the monster um but yeah so like i don't know if before covering this i was expecting to feel this this range of emotions of like i feel pity Hmm and sad upon the monster that he created it's um, it's it's weird cuz i don't know how many other monsters make you feel this much empathy for yeah or, and i don't i don't like it, i compare it more to like king kong than like any yeah. other oh, like yeah, other really. monsters i think of in my head like i typically don't it wasn't. I the, mean, I guess it, you can kind of feel bad for Wolfmen usually because they don't. They're not trying. I, I don't know, but it wasn't the villagers that killed uh, Frankenstein's monster. It was Beauty that killed the Beast. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I, that was a good comparison, Dave. I like that because it is a a misunder. It's a mis. Essentially, what it is is a misunderstood monster yeah. who just wants to exist within its own realm, but society's fascination won't allow it to. If that makes, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. By the way, I mean, uh, Dave, uh, in the book, uh, Elizabeth actually is murdered by the monster, and he she gets reincarnated, or not reincarnated, oh. but re. Or is she supposed to be yes. the yes. Uh, the yes. bride? Yes. Wow. Interesting. Um. So you guys want to yeah. go into final thoughts? Yeah. Absolutely, Chase. You go first. All right, I'll go first. Uh, definitely giving this movie probably, probably a five. And then for a monster movie, a four and a half. I love this as a monster movie, but I just feel like we don't really get to see much more of a monster at all through the movie. Like, I I, I feel like you kind of, well, you get more of the monster's story, but it's not really a monster anymore. I know that sounds really weird in my eyes. He kills more people in this movie than he does in the last movie. If I'm not That's mistaken. A... Kills two right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, he dr- uh, he and then kill... he, I guess he kills everyone. Does as he a... kill the woman that he saves from drowning? No, I don't believe so. Because then she starts screaming and he covers her mouth. Um. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Kills the goons at the end. Kills Doctor Professor. I guess okay. So Patronus. I okay. I I still I, I don't know why. I'm still gonna give it a four and a half. And then as a Frankenstein movie, I'm gonna give it a probably a five. Probably another five. 
I think I think it kind of steers away with how he's acting or talking kind of makes him more of a dick but I like we said during this episode I feel like I the more I dissected the story the more I actually found it to work a little bit better but uh yeah that's that's my final thoughts Now uh, Dave you want to go or you want me to go Uh yeah sure I think uh doing four and a half for a movie cuz I just I love this movie I thought it was great um I like it more than Frankenstein, but it's still, they're both four and a half. Like, this one's, like, more of a 98 than a 95 or whatever. Uh, and then um, uh, five for a monster movie because I just think I was just very satisfied by, like, monster aspects of this. Uh, I, you know, I thought he was a little bit more scary in the first one. Agreed. Um, I think that's actually a result of him talking in this one. Talking humanizes him a little bit more, but it's also like physically a result. I think he had something in his mouth in the first movie to make his cheeks more gaunt. Um, and he doesn't have that in his mouth in this movie. Um, uh, but yeah, I just, I, I liked the bride part. I think it pays off. It's really cool. So I guess we get like two monsters throughout this. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Like as a Frankenstein movie, I think I'll give it another five because it's it's also like does all the things I expect from a Frankenstein movie. It has it has Frankenstein's monster in it. It has Frankenstein creating another monster. Um, it also has like another side side scientist character that I did not expect going into this movie, who I really enjoyed his character. Um, and I liked Frankenstein himself better in this movie. I did um, too. I thought he was a more interesting character. So yeah, four and a half, five, five. All right. So, oh, I love that. I love what both of you you all said. I think that was um, it's gonna help me with my my final um ratings. But okay, so as a movie. Is that what we're going first? Movie? Um, is that what you guys did first? Yeah. Yeah. So movie, um, I'm going five stars. And I'll tell you why. Um, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. Um, this is my earliest representation of a sequel. And you took Frankenstein, which is l like literally uh, uh, you ask a, uh, a six-year-old on the street what who Frankenstein is. He probably knows who the heck Frankenstein is a uh, very classic character. And then you made a sequel to a, a one of the most universal universally recognized characters. You made a sequel and you made it better. Um, it's a, it's I gotta, a, I'm sorry. It's Go a rare club to be a part of too. Yeah. The better sequel. Yes. Than, and especially uh, like, and I know now um, we're getting it a little bit more frequently with superhero movies specifically where the sequels seem to be a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Um, not in all cases, but I'd say it's happening more frequently. So I'd say in an era where it wasn't happening frequently, where there wasn't sequels that were happening, it was a lot of remakes or reimaginings or whatever. Um, I have to give this five stars um, for a movie. I think it's a five star movie. Um, let's go into monster movies. Uh, it's a five star. 
I think again, I gave uh Frankenstein four and a half. Um, fantastic monster movie of what we're covering this month, what we're looking for. It escalated the stakes, like it was better than Dracula. I think we all can agree with that. The pacing, the set design, the the makeup, the character himself, the the everything about this movie was a little bit better. Frankenstein. Um, so as a monster movie, we all gave it we got we gave it four and a half. Um, uh, I gotta give it five. I gotta give Bride five because if this was uh the fantastic monster movie that we've been waiting for and we still have more to come, um I'd probably give this a 4.75 if we're being super critical. Um, but I'm going to round that up and just give it a five. And then as far as Frankenstein movies go, Frankenstein monster movies, five. I'm going five. Five across the board. Um, I liked it. I liked it. We don't get this a lot with other characters. Maybe we do, and I just haven't seen enough of the sequels. But as far as my knowledge goes from the movies we were about to cover, uh, and it's unfair because this is the only movie we're doing a sequel to, uh, this is a character study. The second movie is a character study on who is Frankenstein's monster beyond what we saw in the first movie. And I love it uh, because I'm still afraid of him. But now I find him funny. Now I find him endearing. He still is threatening. He still is menacing, but there's this new uh, attribute to him, which I hadn't even considered, which is uh, like uh, you both said earlier, like uh, what if he existed in a world where there was a bunch of blind people who didn't see what he looks like? Because that's what everybody's afraid of is like, oh, he's terrifying looking. I don't know. I love that, that, that study. We have a character study here of like, um, the blind man and the monster is basically the 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 uh, the theme. I I love that concept of uh, am I a monster if nobody can see see me and like and is all my violence attributed to people reacting harshly to me and that's why I was violent. So now, you know, like maybe the answer is if you just accept me and you can't see me, maybe I can flourish as a being in this world. I like that study. I like that character study. So, um, as far as creation movies go, uh, five stars and, and that's all I got to say about that. That's all you got to say about that. All right. Well, I'm, I'm really, I really enjoyed those and I'm really excited to continue this. I am too. I'm really this is excited. also the only sequel we're covering for, not for any particular reason. I just think Steve really loved it and it is considered better than the first one. So, um, but I do kind of want to watch before our Wolfman episode, before we record it. I would I would like to watch uh, some of their team-ups. Um, just maybe we can comment on that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be fine with that. Uh, do you guys want to throw out just a few recommendations before we yeah, get out of here? It sounds like Chase's computer's going to blow up. So yeah. We- <laughs> What? Yeah, there's one. really not really much not random much r- still. Random, anyways. There's a few things I saw, but um, let's just go with a recommend. Uh, I, who who would like to go first? Go chase. Uh, yeah, I'll one I'll, one go one, one recommendation. Yeah. Uh, one I saw Saw X. Uh, if you're a huge Saw person, uh, 
definitely recommend. Uh, it's it, I I was really hesitant of watching it uh, until uh, Dave went to go see it, and he said that he enjoyed it as well. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually I think I gave it a four star. I thought it was a Really well done. It's a different approach to the most song. unique Saw movie yes. for sure. Yes, it's finally, it, it's actually refreshing how unique it is compared to the rest of the franchise. It's not a perfect movie. There's yeah, definitely it's... some flaws in it, but it still it it had me on my 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 feet the whole time, like in my chair, excited, and it was good. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Go ahead, Dave. What you got? Um. I'm going to recommend Ginger Snaps. Uh, oh, wow. I don't know if Steve was going to say that. I was going to say that. Uh, it's a werewolf movie we watched recently with two sisters. Um, came out in 2000. And it we all three of us watch it, right? Yeah. Uh, it surprised all of us. Like I, I, It kept popping up on werewolf lists that we were looking at. Um, but like I think we were all like really, really digging it. Um, and uh yeah, I forgot Bod three movie. sequels. Yeah, we gotta check those sequels out now. Ginger snaps back. Ginger snaps again. But yeah, ginger snaps. Uh if you're into werewolves or just like in the spooky horror mood this month, definitely check it out. Definitely that one check out. it out. I like that. Uh what are we watching on? Shutter I or something? Tubi. We watched it on Shutter. But I think we've, it might be on We've been Tubi. doing a lot of Tubies and a lot of Shutter lately. Um so yeah, Ginger Snaps. And then Steven? Um, all right. Uh, that was going to be my recommendation. That's okay. That. No, I don't care. It's okay. I'm going to move on to another one. Um, I'm going to go House 1985. Mentioned this two Halloweens ago that when we covered the foreign movie House on our podcast, I said, this isn't the house that I grew up on. It's 1985. Um, I, sh- I showed it to Chase. Um, Chase said he enjoyed it. Um, but uh, if you've never seen it, the William Cat Steve Miner directed 1985 movie House. It is on Shudder. Um, I won't tell you any precursors to the movie. I feel like that is a movie you should just go into blind or knowing is little as possible because even chase asks he's like this is like a ghost story right and i'm like yeah yes and no it's like i'm glad i didn't know anything about yeah it's like a haunted house but there's different rules to this haunted to this house in particular um but i just think it's a if you're I'd, i'd say it chalk it up in a in the horror comedy um popcorn friday night watch um it's not gonna like blow your socks off or anything but i think for you letterbox users it's a good three three and a half fun watch um and it's i think it does stand the test of time uses a lot of practical effects um good acting um the story is intriguing enough there's enough zaniness um yeah house 1985 Nice. All right. Well, we have a we have a podcast, but we also have an Instagram. You can check us out at Podcorn in a Movie on Instagram, where you can see posts and other stuff. Uh, thank you for listening. We always enjoy and still love that you guys still listen. Uh, 
Uh, we have Thank a lot. Yeah, we're really excited it. for this month, and I think so far we're thoroughly enjoying it. And I, I'm just excited for this month to go forward, or at least yeah. this mini series. Next, Next episode we're doing, movie. yeah, which is uh for you. Oh, I pod- thought it was Invisible Man. No, it's the Mummy, and for you podcast ah. loyalists, uh, this is the first time we are covering a remake, a remake and an original. If you want to get uh, technical, we did cover the entire entire Halloween franchise. So I don't know if you want to say how Rob Zombie's well, Halloween yeah. was a remake of Halloween. That's fine, but here at Podcorn and Movie, we like to think like this is our first, I think true remake uh and we're covering in the reverse order we're covering the original fur uh, uh afterwards you know not first we yeah. covered the 1999 mummy first really crazy how close we're sticking to all these years too yeah um, is is the mummy 32 i believe it's 32 yeah. it so is uh, the year 32 after. and then 33 is invisible man and then we just covered a 35 one, I guess. So, like, with yeah. at least five years, kind of a, uh, what a, what a, a mega what... part of Universal Studios was formed, like a real breadwinner for them. Between 1930 and 1935. Um... And we're all, I think all of them are still, uh, once we pass the late 30s, we're still before the Hayes Code. So that's interesting. Like, I think I was shocked by what was allowed in Frankenstein. So I'm excited to see further. Yeah, me too. Same. Well, we'll see you guys next time for The Mummy. Bye. Yeah.